Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It has been an absolutely a fantastic week for me, and I'm really excited right now. There's ever, you know, are there ever times when you're just like a little more giddy, you know, your your skin's a little bit more prickly. Um, things are just a little bit more tingly in the world when you look at them. When you, you know, those times when you're just really excited. I mean, everything's just really vibrant for me right now. Uh, you know, coming. I think a lot of it has to do with I'm just really happy right now. You know, coming in tonight, our first show in December. We're, uh, you know, coming in off of our uh, 13-year anniversary special and then followed by our Thanksgiving Day special last week. And so, you know, just two really fun, high-charged weeks. Um, it was awesome. If you guys were gone for the holidays, whatever, and weren't able to catch those shows, uh, you can get those, go back in our archives and uh, listen to them. They're just some really great stuff. Those are really two really special shows, a lot of fun in them. In them. So if you didn't get a chance, you, know, you can go back and listen to them in the archives. I want to take a moment real quick and do something that's probably going to throw me off for the whole night because you know how I am about having my routine when I start the show. Um, but I have a friend of mine who has a birthday today, um, Timothy Melton. I actually went to high school with him and just, you know, one of those weird, yeah, reconnected through friends of friends uh, on Facebook when I first started using Facebook. And so it's been really cool, you know, being able to, um, see some of these people I went to school with because most of them, seriously, most of them have been friends their entire life. Like their, their social circle on their Facebook pages, all people they went to high school with. And I, I moved around so much that I, in, in my life, I mean, I, the longest I ever lived anywhere was three years uh, until moving back to Oregon here. But uh, yeah, it's a, I can't even imagine what it's like. So it's been really cool for me to kind of see that, that, you know, and see what people are, that I knew back then um, are doing and, and how their lives have changed. But he's pretty amazing. He uh, runs or owns 101 Coastal Creations in Lincoln City over on the Oregon coast. And a lot of stuff that they do over there is really important. And uh, if you, so if you're over on the Oregon coast around the Lincoln City area, make sure you check them out. I want to just want to tell them thank you for everything, for being such a great friend. Um, tell you happy birthday. And I told you I was going to do this. So are you ready? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Dear Timothy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> there you go. All righty. So, yeah, that was fun. 
All right, so once again, yes, you you really are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. The number, if you want to call in tonight, is 646-595-3965. If you'd like to call in and read, we'll be getting to that in just a bit. You know, I was uh, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about you know how everything. I, this is my favorite time of year. You know how everything is just so awesome right now, and I'm excited about everything. And and I think it's you know so a lot of people they're just a summer person. As soon as they can get to the beach, they just come to life. Well, for me, I'm a winter person. And when all the leaves drop off the trees and you can't see anything but the bones and the nests and the you know the life down to its skeletal form, you know, its most basic and simplistic. It, it, there's something about winter that just grabs me. I absolutely love it. I absolutely come to life. And uh, so I want you guys to kind of think about that, you know, and made me think about how important that was to me and how I probably, you know, if you were to look at a lot of my writing, you would probably see references to winter or barren and things like that. Um, I think that you'd see a lot of that in my writing. And so I think it's really important when we're walking around in life. I'm going, I'm going off on a tangent, but bear with me. But I think it's really important not to ignore ourselves, not to ignore, ignore our own voice. If we only listen to other people's voices, then pretty soon we, we are going to sound exactly the same as them. You have to listen to your own voice. You have to pay attention to it. You have to stop. Just like if somebody walked up and started talking to you, you'd show them the respect to stop what they're doing and acknowledge that they were talking to you unless you were having a really pissy day. <laughs> but you have to be able to do that, put that importance on yourself as well. So when you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you smell something and it just makes your, you know, that feeling where it feels like, you know, these fingers reach up under your ribs and tickle you from the inside. You know, they just, they just run up your body. You know, there, it's just something about it that grabs you. Like for me, it's the smell of fresh cut grass. Oh my God. Or sweet grass on the warm wind. In Wyoming, standing on the prairie, I cannot even tell you. That is like almost a, 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 like sensual smell. It, it hits me that hard, just like the wind does, the feel of the wind. Um, but I, I, I'm thinking, you know, all of these things really affect the way I write. But when I, I, I in, a, in a moment like that, when I get in a moment like that, when something grabs me, I stop and enjoy it. I stop and listen. I stop and smell. I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble for being late for work when I worked for a radio station in Cheyenne, Wyoming, because I would be driving down Happy Jack Road and I would smell that sweet grass and I would just, ah, I'd pull over alongside the road and I'd sit on the hood of my car and just shut my eyes and, and smell the warm wind and that smell of sweet. Oh, I can't even tell you. You guys would have to go, go to Wyoming. You'll understand. In about July and uh, just sit on the prairie and you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. But we need to pay attention to those. You know, we need to stop and put the importance on that because that's our voice. That's our unique, the things that we are passionate about, the things that we draw from, the things that that feeling that you love to have when you write, it's where it lives. So listen to it. The more you listen to it, the more it will talk to you. The more it talks to you, the more it will come out in your writing. You know, so pay attention to those things. You know, you're walking down the street and you see a piece of paper, you know, dancing up on an upcurrent in the wind. And everybody's just walking 
and not even seeing it, but you are. And it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, the way it moves and twists like a ballet. You know, and you can almost shut every noise out and just hear the music in watching it. You know, you see things like that when the rest of the world doesn't. Pay attention to those. Draw on those. Plug into them. Use them when you're writing. Use that to inspire that passion you have inside of you. So, yeah, where was I? What were we talking about before I just... Ah, uh, before I just fell down the rabbit hole on that one. <laughs> All right, so, ah, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> I do have some things I would like to go, I really, see, I, te- I always get lost. I said when I was saying happy birthday to Timmy that that was going to happen. So anyway, yeah, pay attention, pay attention to those things in life, listen to your voice, and uh, we will just move on to the rest of the show from here. When we're going to do some announcements real quick, and we're going to uh, do some writing exercises and that type of thing uh, here in just a few minutes. But I kind of wanted to go over some stuff with you really quick. All right. So first of all, um, I want to let you know if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, shoot me a message on Facebook. And uh, if you're not on my contacts list, you can uh, do it. I'm on, the, I'm, I'm on there under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All right. Let me know what you want to put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So if you have a workshop you would like to do, you could do it on your favorite form of poetry, on your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poem. Uh, you could actually do a, a workshop where you taught a form like, you know, maybe teach three different types of haikus. Everybody knows about 575, but do you know that there's like hundreds of different forms of haiku? So that would be kind of cool to learn and and play with together. Just let me know what you'd like. We can get that put together for you. And you can do these uh, anywhere from like a half an hour up to three hours, depending on how much time you need. We can do a portion of them live and a portion of them pre-recorded. We could do the whole thing pre-recorded if you want to just sit there and, and uh, pre-record it on your computer. So you can edit it and play with it and add bells and whistles and kazoos or whatever, and then send that send that over to me in an MP3 file. That would be awesome. You know, however you want to do it, we'll, we'll get those put together, and it will be awesomeness. Next, I want to thank our sponsors for the show, and I was really happy when I was able to once again get this list that I had lost for couple months, Um, but I just wanted to make sure that I thank everybody who helped us in covering our licensing fees for our 2019 broadcasting license. I want to thank those who pitched in and and helped uh, helped towards covering that, and that was James Winsapian, Sean Gullickson, Rosalind Prentice, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Pochpali, Chrissy Doherty, Julia Vargas, and William, not William, Michael. See, I was looking at the W for his middle middle initial, and I don't, somehow my brain went to William. So Michael W. Enzeth, and you guys are awesome. We appreciate you. Thank you for helping us this last year, our 13th year. Stay on and bringing poetry and fun and inspiration to all of you. We love you. Thank you from all of us. All right. Now, if you have, um, what was the next thing we're going to do? If you have, make sure that you 
pull your journal out and have a paper and pencil ready because I'm going to do some writing assignments and uh, some exercises. I'm going to give you some of those so that you can have something to have fun and play with and get you off in writing because, you know, we we need to – I believe that there has to be something in this show for you. There has to be something that you get out of it. Yeah, if if it if this this show doesn't help make you a better writer or help push you or you know inspire you or something, if there's not something about this that's feeding you, then you know I don't know. I just it's important that that I do that that that, that something's left behind that it's not just like sitting in front of a TV and watching something mindlessly because there's nothing left to do. You know, I really want to push you. I really want to. Um, you know, inspire you or, you know, by what you find here, the poets that you hear reading, uh, the things that you hear shared. So have your journal out and get your pen ready because we're going to do these. And that was the whole point of that. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's I'm really glad that this is uh, radio and not television because it's so much easier <laughs> to cover blunders. And you have no idea, and I'm not going to tell you, so that's okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do your journal assignment first. Now, remember, your journal assignment, your journal is something that nobody ever sees. It's basically your diary, you know, but it's a much cooler thing, you know. We're, we're artists. We don't write in diaries. We write in our journals. Um, <laughs> you should always have a, a notebook, a an actual, you know, like a little, a journal book, uh, something that you can write in, a notepad that you carry around with you. You know, if you don't write things down and you say, I'll remember it later, 99.999% of the time you don't. So you should always have something with you. And this isn't for popular consumption. This isn't for the world to see. This is a communication, a love letter between you and your brain. Okay. It's just a place for you to write things and to experiment and be safe to do crazy weird stuff that Nyla makes you do. So what we've been working on, and I think is really important. I think it's one of the most important things you can do as a writer. Once again, to be able to plug into that unique voice of yours uh, is free writing. Free writing is one of the most important things you can, you can do to become a better writer, a more sincere writer, uh, a great writer. So what I'm going to do, what I've been doing is just giving you free write ramblings. And it's just you write this sentence down and start writing and go from there. And so what I want you to do is in your journal, I want you to write this sentence, okay, or this sentence start. And it's their confessions over Turkey. So write the very first thing you write on the page is their confessions over Turkey. And then just keep writing. And don't stop and think about it. It's not a poem. It's brain vomit. Okay? Just spit it out and clean it up later. I want you to write for at least 15 minutes and go wherever your thoughts wander. You know, just let it go. And, you know, this is just, this is just to grease the wheel, to get your brain moving, to giving it permission to follow itself and not the direction you think it needs to go. Once again, how do you know your poetic voice? How do you know your own poetic voice if you don't listen to it? So, you know, give it permission to just run and make messy and play and stretch its wings and follow it. 
That's what free writings are so strong at doing is helping writers create that individual voice. So anyway, first, first of the page, write their confessions over turkey and go from there. Next is your writing exercise. Now, your writing exercise is something that's meant to push you out of comfort zones. It's meant to make you sweat, make you work a little, do something you normally wouldn't do, write in a direction you normally wouldn't write, think about something you would probably never think about, okay? It's a way to help you grow those poetic muscles. The more, the more you push yourself outside your comfort zone, the more you're going to grow. So it's really important to do these. And once again, you can write these in your journals. No one sees them but you. They're not meant to be pretty. They're meant to be messy. They're meant to just be brain spillage on paper. And sort it out later. If something wonderful is created from it, awesome. If not, it wasn't supposed to be. This is just exercising. You know, you're in your, your, your yoga pants that say juicy on the butt and your crop top and your, your Olivia Newton-John headband. This, this is you and me in the pen, baby. Okay, there's a visual for you. So your writing exercise. Um, this exercise is amazing, ama- is, is amazing at doing what I call kicking the crutch out. Kicking out the crutch. It's, it's when we all have these go-to images. We all have these go-to ideas, the simple stuff, the dressing on the tables. You know, we all have these things that are our go-to signature things that we think of. But I want to push you past those. You know, those are a crutch. If you're going to try to describe this, immediately you think, yes, I, and that came so easy and it just flowed. But what if it didn't just flow? What if you poke it and push it and, you know, make it become something stronger? So, <laughs> yeah, um, kicking out the crutch. And what I'm going, what it, what it does is it keeps you from relying on direct words to name, like, like, you know, the direct word to uh, name your subject. And instead, you come up with images and ideas that tend to lead your reader into its intent. So let me just, I'll give you the exercise, and this will make much more sense what I'm trying to explain. All right, so this exercise is called Name That Emotion. All right, so you can put that down there. Exercise is called Name That Emotion. I want you to write about an emotion without ever using the name of that feeling itself or any synonyms for it, all right? Without ever using that, I want you to write about that emotion. You know, how, how would you describe sadness or happiness or anger if you could never use the word sadness or a word that meant sadness? You had to write the whole thing in in a pathway of images, you know, and and concrete things, you know, how how does, you know, how does your the person that you're writing about, how how do you describe sadness? How do you feel it? You know, where is it? Where is it felt? Like where in the body is it felt? Where in the mind? You know, does it have a taste, a, a smell? You know, what does it feel like, both like both physically and literally? You know, like uh, physically, it, it makes me, you know, want to want to cry. But literally, would be, you know, it's like taking the rusty edge of a fiery hot 
vloggers saw and chopping my arm off, you know. So, you know, how would you describe it, you know, both physically and if you had to make it sound literal? Um, how would you describe how it feels? And does it have a doppelganger, something you could use in contrast, you know, like the sewer kissed the sea? Uh, you know, does it have something that you can, a, a beautiful thing that you can use to describe something or something ugly used to describe something beautiful? Um, you know, how can you convey that emotion without ever naming it? All right, so pick an emotion and you need to write about that emotion without ever using the name of that feeling itself or any cinnamons. No, no, no cinnamon words. No cinnamon words that sound like sadness, okay? No cinnamon. <laughs> oh, my face just gets ahead of me sometimes. I'm always running trying to catch up with my mouth. All right, so next, uh, that is your writing exercise. Now, what I want you to think about this, and this is, I'm going to read this to you because it is the first show of the month, and, the, and as per my contract with you guys, the first show of every, because you guys said I needed to read more, and I said no, and so our compromise was on the first show of every month, I would read one of my poems. And, you know, that that's what, and so I'm going to do this because I was sitting here as I was working on this, putting this exercise, writing it all down before the show. I wrote this as an example. And I was actually going to read something else, and you know, depending on how uh, how busy we are later, if there's a time, you know, during the show that I can share the one that I was really going to read, the real poem. <laughs> I'll share that later on the show. But I sat there, and my, you know, I was thinking about this exercise, and my brain just started to wander. I thought, you know, how would I explain sadness? And so I wrote this, and it's really crap. This is a type of thing that you would write in your journal, and no one would ever see but you. And, you know, maybe someday somewhere in it somewhere you could pick out something that would be the perfect kickstart or the perfect line or the perfect, the perfect, perfect that you're looking for in that poem. So, you know, I wanted to share this with you because it's what I wrote when I thought about, okay, so how would I describe sadness? So this is how I would describe sadness in like three minutes before the show started. Uh, without using the word that means sadness or sadness or anything. So um, I wrote, it was how her lipstick smiled on the clean white rim of the coffee cup. It's how he leaned closer every time she laughed. It's how I could see my reflection in the window, already looking like a ghost. It's how the cold wind passed right through me, how I could no longer even see myself there. So that's the that that's a poem about sadness, but you, I never used the word or uh, any word that would make you think that. Just those concrete images, but without even using the word, it made it made you feel that sadness. I mean, you could feel it. You could you were standing there with him, type of thing. That's what you're trying to do with this. Not that that did that, but you know what I'm trying to say. That's what you want to be able to do is to take that that reader right into the soul of that emotion you're writing about and dropping him in the middle of it before they even realize that they're there because you, they don't have that preconceived notion until they feel it. Um, it's really fun. Push yourself in exercises like this. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, do it in your journals. Like I said, no one ever sees it. Just play, get dirty, have fun. Just do it. It's fun. I have to work out one, two, three, that pen. 
So yeah, I hope you do that one. Um, because it's it's fun. It's like word puzzles. It's like trying to figure out how can I do this? You know, implying that I can't and nobody can ever tell me I can't do anything because I'll figure out a way to do it. Maybe that's why I like this exercise so much. All right, next we're going to do your poetry prompt. Now, prompt is different than an exercise. A prompt is intentionally meant to produce a poem. It is a please a, a seed planted and see where it grows. All right, so with that in mind, your poetry prompts can be uh, they can be the title, they can be a line in the poem, or it can be the concept of the poem. All right, so it has to be a poem, the title, a line in, or the concept of. So the prompt, the poetry prompt for this week is controlled and contorted. Controlled and contorted. That's your poetry prompt. Now, the last one I'm going to give you is called That's My Line. And it is a borrowed poetry prompt from a poet who read last week. So as you're reading this week, I'm going to be writing down a line out of someone's poem, and that's going to be the prompt for next week when you'll be sitting here and going, oh, that's my line. (laughs) Nyla used my line. Um, Yeah, borrowed poetry prompt. So I'll be listening tonight for something that stands out that, that really you know, grabs me and and we'll use that as our prompt next week. So that line came from a piece that Philip Church read last week. And the line is, or the prompt is, and remember this can be the title, it can be a line in, or it can be um, the concept of, and I know Philip's online just saying, what, what? My, what line? What line? What line did she pick? I know it's just driving me crazy. So I'm kind of doing that that uh, Seacrest stall as we go and fade into commercial. Mm-hmm. And uh, let him win. Okay. So anyway, the line, <laughs> the, that's my line borrowed poetry prompt for this week is that spark ignited. That spark ignited. And that's by Philip Church. That was from a poem by Philip Church. All right. Now. With all that said and done, I am going to play an audio track. Now, I always start and end every episode with an audio track. So if you're a recording artist, you can send me an MP3 file. You can do that over, I think you can do that on Facebook now. Uh, But if not, you can send it to the email address. The word the is in the email address. So make sure that you write the, the Speakeasy Cafe, not just Speakeasy Cafe. I was thinking, you know, I know that I people say, I sent you tracks. I said, I know, I know it's because they forget the the. And whoever has Speakeasy Cafe at Gmail probably wonders what the hell is all these people sending me these crazy, this, this one's talking about, you know, she got it on with my baby daddy. And this one is talking about this and this one. And, and you know, it's, why are people sending me these poems? Oh, it would be fun. I can just imagine. Anyway, so make sure you, I want I want them. I want to be that person. So send them to me, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio track, MP3 files, something along that line in the subject title, subject line for me so that it kind of stands out. We'll get those uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them for the world. And uh, the piece that I am going to play tonight is Royal Heart. And it is by Andrea Gibson. Make sure you check her out on YouTube. She has some amazing stuff on there. Andrea Gibson, Royal Heart, here you go. Mm-hmm. 
You will never be let down by anyone. More than you will be let down by the one you love most in the world. It's how gravity works. It's why they call it falling. It's why the truth is harder to tell. Every year you have more to lose. But you can bury your past in the garden by the tulips. Water it till it is so alive. It lets you go. And you belong to yourself again. When you belong to yourself again, remember forgiveness. It's not a tidy grave. It is a ready, loyal knight kneeling before your royal heart. Call in your royal heart. Tell it bravery can never be measured by a lack of fear. It takes guts to tremble. It takes so much tremble to love. Every first date is a fucking earthquake. Sweetheart, on our first date, I showed off all my therapy. I flaunted the couch where I finally sweat out my history. I pulled out the photo album from the last time I wore a lie to the school dance. I smiled and said, that was never my style. Look how fixed I am. Look how there's no more drywall on my fist. Look at my wrist. It's not something I have to hide, I said. Well, I was hiding it. The telephone pole still down from the storm. By our third date, I'd fix the line. I said, listen... I have a hard time. I mean, I cry as often as most people pee, and I don't shut the door behind me. I'll be up in your face screaming, Seattle is too rainy. Seattle is too rainy. I'm never going to be able to live here, I sobbed on our fourth date. I can't live here. In my body, I mean. I can't live in my body all the time. It feels too much. So if I ever feel far away, no, I am not gone. I am just underneath my grief, adjusting the dial on my radio faith so I can take this life with all of its love and all of its loss because I already know you are the place I'm going to finally sing without any static, meaning I'm never going to wait that extra 20 minutes to text you back and I'm never going to play hard to get when I know your life has been hard enough already when we all know everyone's life has been hard enough already It's hard to watch this game we make of love like everyone's playing checkers with their scars saying checkmate whenever they get out without a broken heart. Just to be clear, I don't want to get out without a broken heart. I intend to leave this life so shattered there better be a thousand separate heavens for all my flying parts and none of those parts are going to be wearing the romance from the overpriced vintage rack meaning I don't want a single speed bike if I can't make it up the hill. I know exactly how many gears I'm going to need to love you well and none of them look hip at the car coffee shop, but they'd all have God saying, good job, you're finally not full of bullshit. You finally met someone who's going to flatten your kneecaps into skipping stones. Baby, throw me. Throw me as far as I can go. I don't want to leave this life without ever having come home. And I want to come home to you. I can figure out the rain. She is absolutely a phenomenal writer, probably in my top three of our contemporaries uh, in modern writing and, and, you know, what's out there now. One of my, my top three favorite in the way that I connect with her words, the way that she she's like those I was talking about you know someone reaching inside under your ribs and running their fingers up the inside of your ribs that feeling you know that knowing um I really relate to her and the way that she writes 
And I think she's just absolutely brilliant and incredible. Uh, you know, I was talking about being able to write with strong emotions in a piece without ever saying the emotion, but making them feel exactly what you feel by what you're saying. Uh, she's amazing at doing that. So make sure you check her out on YouTube and listen to some of her work. You'll absolutely love her. Okay, Andrea Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N. All right, so poets, it is time to get to our callers. The number to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you'd like to call in and read tonight, you uh, we do take callers in the order that you call in, kind of give you an idea of what to expect if you're on hold right now. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 540 is our first caller tonight. So 540, you'll be up here in just a few minutes. When I bring you on right now, you can do two uh, shorter poems or one normal size poem. We don't have, you know, the boards, the, the lines aren't super, super busy, but I talk a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, you know, just two two shorter poems or one longer poem. You decide what you want to do. Um, if the lines get too busy and I need to cut that back to just one, I'll let you know when that happens. But right now, you're good at doing two. Just don't do two epic 20-pagers, uh, and you'll be good to go. So then when I bring you on, when I uh, bring you on the air, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's vitally important. You want to make sure that the people who are listening know who you are, know who's reading, and you want to make sure that your name is attached to your work. You know, you're basically publishing your work on the airwaves, and, you know, you don't want to send them out there without your name attached. So make sure that you introduce yourself when you before you start reading, and uh then when you are done reading, make sure that you have your URL, just as important, to share with us so that we can come over and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and, and uh, read again next week. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating, and that means you're, you're pretty much guaranteed to <laughs> hear just about anything uh, on the show. So, you know, mature rating, yeah, you'll probably hear some wild stuff. Um, but remember that we don't have an adult rating. So no adult porno poems, you know, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. But you can write about it ethereally because <laughs> um, we love those romantic poems as well. Just just none, none of the boot bumping porn poems. Other than that, you're good to go. All right, I'm going to give the first three callers so you'll kind of have an idea of where you are in the lineup. We have 540 coming on first, then we have 419, then 407. I do want to let area code 757 know that I see you down there. Hello, you are not in the lineup. If you'd like to read tonight, please press, please press 1. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, just you know, hang out and listen to the show, enjoy the show, and appreciate you being here. Love you. And if you change your mind at any time and you would like to come on the air, just press one and boom, there you are. So just to let you know, that's 757757. Seven, seven, seven. Area code 757. Push one if you'd like to come on. Otherwise, just hang out, have fun. Cool. So without further ado, someone to save me from myself, we have area code 540. Hello. Hey, 
Hi, sweetie. <laughs> yes. uh, hi, sweetie. Uh, this is Philip Church down in Virginia. Indeed it is. And you know what's really funny, Philip? When I was getting ready for the show, and because you can call into the show uh, 15 minutes before the show starts and get in the lineup. So you, know, right. you, don't, you don't have to wait until we're live. And every single week almost, you know, when he's here, Philip is our first caller. And I'm watching, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the board and I see that call pop up in the lineup and uh, it's like, yep, there he is first. And I thought, you know, how fitting is this? You know, because I, I was just thinking, I was thinking about you today. So I was, I was running around and the, and today, I'm sorry, I'm telling you another story, but I finished my last batch of jam this week and I thought I, I had done that a couple of weeks ago but the last batch I made was so good I had to make more of it because I only had like six jars right can't have just six jars because it's the best you have to give more of the best because then it makes you look like a better cook but I made this uh this dark cherry cordial bourbon jam that was just amazing so I was doing that today right and then it was getting ready for the show to start and I thought you know I want a glass of wine with the show tonight and I, so I grabbed some cheese and I cut myself some cheese because that's quiet food for me to eat during the show and I grabbed the bottle of wine and I grabbed a glass and I poured it in there and I had you know and it's like okay I'm going to go in and blah 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 and I'm, I'm looking down and I'm drinking my wine out of a mason jar <laughs> a wide mouth ball mason jar is my glass that I am drinking wine out of. I just thinking, you know, how sophisticated and perfect is that imagery? It's like Nyla drinking hey, wine no. out of a mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best things. And it made me jar. think about you. It made me think about you thinking, you know, I think you're probably the only person out there who would truly appreciate the significance of that. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, there's a it's a TV show on Discovery Channel called Moonshining, and Virginia, uh, Franklin County, Virginia, is pretty much the undisputed uh, moonshine capital of uh, the world. Uh, the best uh, moonshine has always come out of uh, out of that county. I don't know if. I- I should be plugging there or not because it's kind of illegal. But anyhow, they they got a show about it, so let's not be all that bad. But yeah, that's uh, my. <laughs> yeah, business. I think the word's already out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, um, yeah. My family's business uh, up until um, I guess the uh, uh, '40s uh, was uh, moonshine. I mean, that's what. My my grandfather and great grandfather did make money, <laughs> so good old family tradition. Anyhow, my great grandpa was a horse wrestler. Oh, he would he would well, round up wild horses here in America and take them up to the border, and uh, the army in Canada would pay him. So he was oh. illegally running wild horses over the border. That was my grandpa. Oh, there you go. Great grandpa, uh, well, great you know, grandpa. <laughs> you know, as you know, my... He probably know, stopped off and got moonshine from your guys, you know? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll, you know, you're going to get me started on uh, all kinds of stuff that's going to me talking about my genetics and everything else. And I don't have two poems tonight, but I've got a rather long single poem. And uh, first of all, thank you. Know, for, you know, you just—you did not wait. You just gave yourself your homework. You need to write a poem about just that called "My Genetics." My genetics. 
do it. Well, sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's kind of actually, I, it's funny that you say that because just in the last, uh, oh, a couple of weeks, uh, I guess about the week before Thanksgiving, uh, I've uh, really been diving deep into my family's history. I always kind of had a, a verbal uh, version of it that had always been passed that passed through that took us back to uh, Jamestown in the 1600s. But uh, so I really got into that, and and uh, I've been able to trace my family back to at this point uh, the 1300s, and uh, uh, a Sir John Church who was actually the mayor of Leicester, England, where they just recently found the bones of Richard the Third. Wow, amazing! Yeah. So that, yeah. That's my Shakespeare connection. <laughs> I had a I had a relative who lent money to Queen Mary, and was in uh, starting a legal thing with her because she never paid him back, and then she died, of course. So you know that was the end of that debt. But yeah, lent, lent Queen Mary money, and because I was reading the history of that person as it, as the name started getting bigger, it's like wow, that's probably about my biggest claim to fame. Well, this uh, particular ancestor of mine, uh, whatever it means, seven degrees of separation from King Henry VIII. So just a couple of degrees of separation from the daggone uh, Tudors, which that kind of <laughs> blew my mind. But anyhow, I'm, no one's interested in all this, hearing about me. I am. You know, so, well, I'll make a book about it, maybe. I, I'm actually okay. thinking about doing it. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I wanted to uh, uh, thank you for uh, using that line uh, at the beginning of the show of mine that you quoted. You're very welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Okay. And um, so I'm going to do something that I've only done once uh, publicly. And uh, this will be the, probably the one and only time I will ever do it. Any kind of a broadcast. Uh, I got to get it out of the way. You know, it was inevitable, so I figured this week would be as good as any. So, I, uh, the Festina is thought to be one of the hardest classic poetic forms there is to write. And I uh, committed myself back in, I think it was 2012, uh, to write a Festina. And I made my mind up. <laughs> that I was only going to do it once, one time only, so, uh, because this thing is a monster, and uh, if you know what a Sistina is, you ought to uh, Google it. If you want me to tell what it is real quick, I'm only going to say it all once, and if it don't make sense, you, you, y'all would have to Google it. So, are you ready? Okay, <laughs> a- with that introduction, yes. <laughs> oh, this is the introduction right here, <laughs> Uh, a Sestina is a seven stanza, 39-line form, but it follows a strict pattern uh, of the repetition of the initial six end words of the very first stanza. And you've you got to do that through the remaining five six-line stanzas, and then you top the whole thing off with what's known as a three-line envoy. And an envoy would be three lines where the first line, uh, the middle of that line would use uh, (laughs) 
your uh, original word number two, uh, the middle of the second line uh, would be four. The middle of the third line would be six. The end of the first line would be five. The end of the second line, three. End of the third line, one. And you can hear my I already have voice. a headache. <laughs> oh, I already have a headache. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, each... Uh, uh, each word is or in there, like on uh, your first line, is follows the A B C D E F. So that means the next line F A B B C. So on and on this goes. It's crazy. So, it, but it doesn't necessarily have to rhyme, and you don't have to do it to any sort of metrics. So I knew I was only going to do this once. So on top of all that stuff, I decided that I was going to force this thing to rhyme. Be grammatically correct in an iambic pentameter. <laughs> so here it goes. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, you're gonna hate me for this, but uh, this is this is this is it's, it won't hurt long. It's just this once. So <laughs> I, uh, I that's I, what my first husband said. <laughs> won't last oh, long. <laughs> We've heard that one before. Okay, uh, so, uh, this is here uh, actually has this theme to it, and it's coming to the point. The idea is I'm wanting to tell you something, but I can't tell you till I get to the end of the sustina because it's, you know. So anyway, it's called Coming to the Point, and the way I pull this off is through punctuation. So this is going to sound really, really strange. So here we go. Now, there's so much I wish I had to say, and there's so much I'd write. I would. I may. To write and rhyme, I'd hope I'd stay okay, but there remains the rules I must obey. The time, perhaps, at last has come today. A piece, the sustina, I shall relay. Along with those mad rules of strict relay remains so much a real topic to say, to be remembered long beyond today. The more important part allowed, I may. To thus fulfill this part, I must obey. My hope is that it tends to be okay. Indulge me through the work. Is that okay? Because I do possess a real relay of great subjects with rules one should obey. To wish I could prevail in what to say requires to find my mind on what I may relate to you. A theme delayed today. To wit... I'd like to broach my point today with you. I would no doubt say plain, okay? Untangled from the form, I hope I may, in order best to find, to just relay the point I really want and hope to say. It's just the crazy form I must obey. To rule the form, I'm caught and must obey. Numbered in lines are all I have today to tell the thing I hope to get to say. I have to make my way to there, Okay. The form is walking all I will relay of that I wish to state I should, I may. To make a way to there, I try and may, if there was none of rules, one must obey. The point is well designed to make relay. If perhaps there be some small hope today, my point to state can somehow pass. Okay, allowed to speak at all, I wish to say it's what I seek. I may reveal today the rules I still obey. Is that okay? So now, with this relay, the thing to say. Finished poem. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. 
I told you I was going to do it one time, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's like why. that's like going off behind the bleachers with that greasy-haired boy in high school that you'd never would ever have told your girlfriend with, and then ending up marrying him. You know, I'm only going to do it once, just one time, buddy. Come meet me behind. Now, damn, I married it. <laughs> You'll do another one. You'll do another one. <laughs> Well, okay, whatever. But to me, if you've ever saw the movie Beetlejuice, yes, right, right before yes. they're he's forcing the girl to marry him, uh, you know, he kind of breaks the the fourth ball and comes over to the camera and says, "Well, I was going to do it once." So <laughs> that's kind of yeah. This this uh, one Sestina for a lifetime is for me more than enough, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, with that, I'm going to get out of the way, give some other folks a chance at this. Y'all can find me on Facebook at Philip Church, and um, you can uh, search for my books and stuff on uh, Amazon through uh, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, my middle name, Church, and it should bring up some of my books and stuff. And, hey, they make the perfect gift, you know, so we're getting, you know, kids the season, so... I, uh, I posted all of your links on my page, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I shared all of your book links on my page. And then I put a notice out to let all of you poets know that if you have books published or chapbooks done, and uh, put the links on how to get a hold of those on, that, on my page. Use it like a bulletin board. Use it as your, as your you know, advertising holiday paper, whatever you want to call it. And uh, post your books on there. You know, giving each other as gifts is a great gift. So, yeah, make sure you put your books. Well, man, I appreciate that. You know, I'm all about uh, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, uh, be a poet, they said. It'll be fun, right? <laughs> it's not, not real profitable. I want every I want every single book. I do. I want them all. So. I saw a bumper sticker that says, uh, uh, driver has no money, is a poet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I wanted, I always wanted to have one made that said, "Don't piss off a poet; you could become a poem." <laughs> you know, the best one I ever had, and I'm going to get off here, is uh, it was an old hot rod that I, I put together, built back in, um, I guess it was the late '80s, early '90s, um, and uh, it was black and looked, it looked kind of like the Mad Max car. It was, you know, had that uh, really. Uh, <laughs> rough look where it had been through, you know, decades. It was an old 70s Torino and all, all banged up in black. And so on the back bumper sticker, uh, on the back bumper, I had the bumper sticker that said, and so it's I heart, you know, that little the, uh-huh. the heart drawing. I heart my badass attitude. <laughs> 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 and people, I could, you know, all through the day, I, I lived in Cincinnati, I could see people behind me, just, it was cracking them up. Fantastic job tonight, honey. No, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesomeness. Philip Church. Our next caller comes from area code. I do, what, what, what number was it? 832. 832, you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on the, in and onto the show and read tonight, please press 1. And also 757, you are still not in the lineup. So 757 and area code 832. If you want to come on the air, be sure to press 1. 
If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate that. If you change your mind at any time, press 1, and that will go ahead and put you in the lineup, and I'll know it's okay to unmute you. All right. Our next caller, with that said, comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Miss Nyla. It's Shelly. Hey, Shelly. How are you, sweetheart? I'm okay. Been busy, though. I, I got a lot of stuff going on at my house, so I've been extremely busy lately. <laughs> Getting ready you know, you are, you are like, when I think about you, I think about you being an atom in life, you know, where you're just, you're always, always on. You're, you're like vibrating between, like an atom between everything that you're in contact with at one time, all of your senses, all of your nerve endings. You know, I just see you with that. You're that, I, that's the type of person I see you as. And, and so you say, you know, I've been busy and I uh, instantly, I saw you as a little tiny atom ping ponging off the universe, <laughs> off of everything. I said, oh, that's who you are to me. <laughs> I, I work. I work all day. Takes me 45 minutes to drive there. 45 minutes to come back. Do about. Uh, I did about almost nine hours today at the office. And then I come home and I paint my closet and paint my wall and move furniture around. And oh yeah, it's just a blast. <laughs> uh, but I was going to tell I've you. I've been asking my boyfriend to, to rake leaves for what months. <laughs> so, so I'm impressed you I don't, did all that. My, awesome. my leaves are natural. I'm Marry me. Up. I'm them. <laughs> I, I don't do my leaves. I hope they blow in my neighbor's yard. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. No, it's just because, like, I have three acres, and, you know, for the squirrels and the mice and stuff, I just keep it keep it natural. Um, I don't live in the city, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to tell you, when Philip Church was reading, I don't know if he's listening or not, but it made me so funny if he goes back and reads it. The whole time I kept thinking creme brulee, creme brulee, creme brulee. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that so that he could fit a line of that in that poem somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept like coming through my head the more he read. I'm like, oh my, no, I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I love about this, you know, laughing and, and joking. And you, he said something and it made a thought come to mind. And you share that with us. And I think that's absolutely brilliant because to me, that's one of the best things about this show is that the way we all touch each other in weird ways and we have no clue how. You know, I bet when <laughs> Philip woke up this morning, he did not say, my goal in life is to go on Nyla's show and make Shelley think cream brulee. <laughs> it just happens spontaneous. Boom, there it is. I think it's awesome. I, I love I love that about our community here. I think that's an amazing gift. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, um, I got one. Well, so this is Shelly Gambino. If people don't know me, um, uh, anyway, I got one. Um, it's called Let's Ride. Uh, I actually got two. If this one's short enough, you'll have to let me know at the end. <laughs> it says Let's Ride. Remoteness, seclusion, serenity. The air I breathe contains an essence of tranquility. Reclusivity shelters me. It is where I am most comfortable. The evening's air supples through smoke-fogged mist, clings to my lungs long after my inhaled breath. A moment shared brought tears to my eyes as I ran down my cheek. I could not speak. Breathless and timeless, I wanted that moment to last forever, to never let go, to savor the moment where I don't want to be anywhere else but in your arms, in a rustic old cabin with its many charms. With lights dimly lit, the ambience golden. With the mood of selected music to bring back past moments of time that we had once shared as we swayed and held on to each other. I thank God right there for you to be my lover. 
I still struggle so much with feelings of grandiose loss. I never want to lose you to lose what we have. You mean the world to me. The thought alone chokes me up so deep down inside that the tears, teardrops cascade down nonstop. Tears of happiness, tears of joy, tears of never wanting this moment to end, tears to knowing that it will someday. My despondency, longing to love you more, in fears you too may be gone one day. I cannot stomach the thought. I cannot begin to fathom the pain. Sorry, that's okay. I am afraid to lose. The moments we share mean so much to me, savoring the memories to last forever. The reality of it all beseeches me. I am a realist. Through my eyes I see, wanting to turn a blind eye, trying to ignore the truth tucked away inside, the feeling of numbness that pangs my heart when you said, I'm just alone for the ride. Not knowing how to take your words rather than to heart. I love you with all of mine. I'm not so sure of your part. As you still search in life for that special one, I know I could never be. You continue to look, so I'm going along for the ride too. One of countless many. I can only know the love I have inside. I can only know my heart. I have been burned one too many times to feel like I've been down this road before. But rest assured, you are in my heart. You exist in my daily thoughts. I have never loved this hard before, and I reckon I never will. That night was magical. I was transcended to two different worlds. The one I had, the one I long for, the one I dream of, the one I want with you. To never again have to let go. Together, let's ride. And home. That was beautiful. Thank you. She giggles. (laughs) That was amazing emotion in that piece. That was absolutely phenomenal. Shelly, great job. Well, well, and plus, too, you guys all, most of you on the show, they know that I'm a widow. So Mm -hmm. my husband died eight years ago in my arms on November 30th, which is right around Thanksgiving time. So I have Mm -hmm. been going through a lot of thankful for what I have now and thankful for what I had then and past and present and uh, just kind of conflicted, you know, inside. So yeah, knowing, knowing that I'll never be the same, but knowing that I'm also thankful for what I have. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> and there's, there's some guilt when you feel that too, isn't there? Um, you know, you have, you have that. It's like, you know, I shouldn't be feeling okay. You know, not even like guilt. It's like almost like, it's almost like you miss that part of life that you're never going to get back. And, and, and yeah, you, I feel guilty. Like I wish I could, but I can't. So it's, that's the part where it's hard for me. It's never going to be the same, no matter who you're with or whatever, you know? So it's hard, (laughs) but, but yeah, because that time of year is just hard for me. It always will be, I reckon too. (laughs) Absolutely beautiful piece. So much emotion and great job reading it. Thank you, thank you. Um, do I have time for one more or no? It's up to you. Short one. <laughs> oh, okay, yep, this is all I got. Um, this one says, it's called When I Go. It says, six feet under is where I don't want to be. I do not long to push up daisies. When I die, why not disperse particles of me in rows beside a remote and abandoned cabin where all alone I can be? I enjoy my reclusivity. Just spread me around and ashes abound. Why, oh, why can't you see just how much I love thee? Love is not having to prove yourself to anyone. I am who I am. My will on this earth be done. So when it is my turn to go, please just smile through your tears and be in the know that my heart belongs to you the whole time, that my love starts with me. 
So six feet under is not where I'll ever want to be. I'd rather be scattered amongst the tallest and greenest of trees. This life I lived, this life I had was the only life I knew. Yes, why don't you just spread my ashes? Spread them thick and sprinkle me thin. My old life will soon be over and my new life will begin. So be sure to scatter me far and wide, even along the countryside. Shake some of me up on a hill where my ashes will dance with the eventual winds that will blow. Let me be able to fly with the birds to truly taste real freedom once and for all. Remind me again that this life is worth living. But when it is said and done, I'm going to have myself a ball. In this life I know, Mother Nature had always astounded me so, with her immaculate beauty from the mountains above to the valley deep below, to the vacant deserted desert lands, to the softest low and the fierce roars of the mighty ocean. My tide had finally came in. I truly had lived, and then my tide, finally out it went. My life was compromised of nothing but moments of all the time that I had spent. Wow. Very powerful again. Fantastic, Shelley. Thank you. Thank you. I love being a part of your show, and thank you for having me on here. <laughs> so welcome. Do me a favor, I love, and tell everyone how to find you. Um, my name is Shelley Gambino, and on Facebook I have my own page. It's Poetical Intrigue, not political. I want to get away from that. Poetical Intrigue, and you can find me on Facebook. I post all my poems and stuff on there. So that's where they can find me. Awesomeness. All right, sweetheart, great job. Thank you so much for being here tonight and for sharing those. Thank you very much, Nyla, and you have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the rest of your show. You too, sweetie. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank, thank you. Sure thing. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you know how, uh, you know, to be ready real fairly quickly. The number, uh, next number we have, next area code is 407, followed by 903 and 848. Those are our next three callers. Let's go ahead and grab 407. You are on the air. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, and Happy New Year. Yeah. All right. Thank How you, you doing, Mary? I'm doing right. awesome. This Make sure everyone Raymond. knows who you are. Introduce yourself. Yeah, this is Raymond calling in. Um, yeah. I want to read uh, something to you tonight. Maybe get the evening started off pretty good here. Um, Please, yes. It's called A Noble Sir, Nyla. This is called A Noble Sir. Um uh, was inspired by uh, the writings of William Shakespeare and uh, put together a play. It has three characters, four characters, Prudence, Anne and Valicia, and Shakespeare. And um, um, I'll use the, the, the main title so you guys can know who's speaking at that particular time. It's rather short because it's an excerpt from um, a play I wrote called The Diary of Anwan. And it goes a little something like this. In a small light brain, the spirit himself spoke with me with that old lucid English he wrote, the aura of silent thought. Anwan, thou noble sir, there's where thy love lies down deep past the eyes. It called forth to the milk, to the miraculous melancholic tendencies in thee. 
Thus imperativity is for thee to complete. Go and let there be hope if love is in control. If here turns the reign of where thy wishes to wash the facts of real true love. If here washes the facts thereof. For eradication cannot stabilize the lube down deep past the eyes of thee. And I become touchy and pry, well encouraged by the tender eyes and the verily expressions the master gives me. Vice now and remember thy learning taught and so traumatized in you. Fairly waited upon and forward to become the seeker of life's deep. Canvas of the lower heart consistently for a time to jive jives that thus love comes out, fluffy and free. Excitingly liquid and glossy in its vision. Staring and staring and staring. She's in complete control of the soul that once he had loved from the eyes, even her own. But dancing now in lenient, assuredly mature formality. Every morning with anticipation of the patented stability that touches her feelings. Is she now understanding her own cry on the outside and lying down deep inside of the closed and body woman she truly is, ever looking for open space that can't shut her into the place she has been used to for so long? And lo, the thoughts of her friend who holds the key to her soul's eternity so happens to be nobility. Tenpendence was her call, and it don't take much to touch a bird. Felicia's feathers echo the path that thou mayest embrace all thereupon. And as the master speaks to law to me, this light is becoming a blur in the space we occupy. Herald this motion, he states in fading. Has thou zeal? Has thou recompense? Thou hast reward. Vindicated from a deep, truly thou hast went. Thou hast conquered and behaved, and behavest thou a strong soul. There, and vanishment covered the space the spear stared in, and won. Where is she that I may embrace her with this complete, that I may honestly love her, that we may glorify this intent and complete the cellulous kaleidoscope that's laden with real and true love. Oh, the real love. Indeed, I do recall it. Prudence. There, interrupt her silhouette under the willow, and be thou quick, O my reflective image. Come now. Her love awaits your call as creation, the manifestation of the sons of God. Companions to humanity, we all are. My noble sir, look into her eyes and tell her why you know it. You just do. Canvas the crevices and qualms of love where it goes. His desire won't let go of his thoughts, and he's to mount the spirit amongst the treasures of hell, rain, and snow. And one, how doeth my lady? Has thou no message for the king? Has thou thoughts worth thinking and dreams worth sharing? And be it all for the betterment? I know it. I just do. Melissa. 
Here now, my friend, if recognition can dwell in such a glorious place, when in respects there is no need to care none, thou art fairly framed and placed in the palace of love, packaged perfectly with particulars for the dove of love. And one, is that where we are? Oh, let me be taken thereupon for the sakes of love, that I that I symmetrically color the patterns of where you are. Well, listen here. How art thou in faith, O luminous one? Adjusted, my dear love, Lord. Comfortable, I might say. Enchanted that life owes me nothing, but to it I owe much. It is my privilege to see the wonders of such hidden, voided, and vastly deep personification that there be this manifestation of fashion. Let me be taken, surely whisk away, in all things he has declared good. Lysia, what shall be will be now, my love, for when I need, there is no need at all. Then to tangle in the tinges of my chivalry, being stroked upon me to ever be received of myself. And why? Behoof my prior state. Here love's shadows are fairer and joy is more and more often in the hollow of my head. I long to die of prior intent that I shall appear in like fashion. For permanent, hope marvelously imagined, then manifested. Oh, I long not to speak. I desire to be the serene, surreal upon me. I know it. I just do, Felicia. And what tongue will modify thy name? My name shall softly and sweetly speak the conveyances of the habitation hereabout. For thou hast comforted me marvelously, and as so, thou doest match. I beseech thee that until then ado, and here the two, they alike shall come. Who hope? As you, I will that thou keepest them no long, not long, but in haste. Send them back from the delights of delirious plains and half-old souls. And why? Have not done with me, O thou thee, till then that I adieu, Felicia. There is thy friend, Prudence. Ask me not away, for thou should therefore a time dwell. Thou art thou social, thou art my soul's delight. Be charmed and share my love that thou be glorified. What sayest thou? Will thou still reply, O noble sir? Will thou wish me far, far away? And why? No. And no, although I feel so. Tempt thou not a desperate man, but breathe, but breath had no power, yet but upon thy beauty. Do with the aspiration of life so linger, O oh, you that adore to breathe, O oh, that deep that decides where life is to lie, even at the matrix of warmth and collected time. That hope that disconcerns nowadays and sweetens life worth living. But now am I being a flow of someone like me, someone special, sparked with the laughter of emotional satisfaction 
Let go as the dust of many precious stones. They have laid me in upon the eyes of the mind by the courses of virtue. I know this. I do. That's a noble, sir. That's what it's called. Uh, inspired a little bit by Shakespeare. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was beautiful read, sweetheart. And you know how I feel about Shakespeare, so you know. And, yes. you know, be- beautiful use of words with eternal rhymes, near rhymes, random rhyme schemes throughout the very entire piece that actually made it, I mean, it very was, it was very much Shakespearean to listen to, the, the role, the form of the, the tempo of it, cadence, yeah. But great job. Yes. Great job, sweetheart. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed writing it, and um, I enjoyed playing with the words when I was doing it. And it ended up being a play. It's um, just a portion that I took out. Um, so you can kind of get a get an understanding of who's speaking there. Because it kind of moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just couldn't read it straight unless you have a title there. Yeah. But I thought I'd share that with you all tonight. Appreciate it so much, sweetheart. Now do me a okay. favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay. I'm Raymond Bentley. You guys can reach me on Facebook uh, as Raymond Bentley. And uh, I hang around there sometimes, so, you know, <laughs> awesome. if you guys uh, want to reach me, that's where you can reach me. Okay? Awesome. All right, all right. sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right. Good night, all, and thank you, Nyla. Night, night, sweetheart. All right. So our next caller comes from area code uh, 848. I do want to let area code 757 know. We've got 903 up there. Okay. 757 already knows that they're not on the lineup, and they can press one at any time, so I'm not going to remind them over and over and over again throughout the whole show. 757. All right. So, um, yeah, as I was saying, our next caller comes from area code. We have 984 then 240, then one, or excuse me, 219. All right. So 984, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. You're Great coming training. in real clear tonight. Uh, maybe because I have a clear head on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, that Andre girl, um, God forgive me, I don't have a pen. Well, otherwise, I've written that uh, stuff down. But that's an amazing piece, man. It made me think about the levels of forgiveness, you know, because she starts out with that, you know. And mm-hmm. um, it's like, uh, you know, in, in the aptitude of my life, I've learned, you know, fuck everybody. They can forgive themselves. But then once they do that, there comes this another roundabout about how, your forgiveness with that coincides with the total forgiveness of everything. And I, and I think she made that point very well. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Spectacular spell. So I don't want to read tonight. I just called in to give my support. So. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you, sweetheart. Do you sure you don't have something pulled up or no, halfway remembered or. <laughs> I, I just wrote a piece before I got here, you know, so. Yeah, I got plenty of stuff to read. Yeah. You want to try it out on us? Uh, No, not really. 
All right. Well, then you get a free pass. If you call in and there's only one poem night, you can remind me that you get an extra poem for the one you didn't read tonight, right. okay? All right. Remember, All right. You, get a, you get a free poem pass. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm glad so to hear special. from you, honey. All right. Later. <laughs> this is the very right. first one I've ever given out, by the way, so you should. All right. Good night, hon. I feel special. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 240. 240, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sir? I'm good. This is Jerry Robo Mondes. How you feel? It is very good to hear from you. What's going on? Oh, not too much, man. I'm just, uh, you know, enjoying the holidays with family and friends and whatnot and enjoying the show. I've heard some great poetry. Well, we are very glad that you're here. What are you going to share with us tonight, sweetheart? Well, actually, I was listening to, uh, I think his name Philip. He mm-hmm. did a sustainer. Yeah. So I'd like to do a sustainer for you guys. Awesome. Was it as fun for you to write as it was for him? Oh, it was, it was, a, it was a total pleasure. Actually, uh, it was uh, a name you mentioned earlier. It was uh, uh, an assignment from uh, Mangus Khan a long time ago. Oh, Yeah. I miss yeah. him so much. Oh yes, yes, he, he was just brilliant, 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 brilliant mind, brilliant mind. And I will uh, get into this. This is called "Behind the Man" of Sustina. Okay. With a sudden push, he heads into the world. Questions enabled, unable to answer yet. He jets past the soil diapers to reach in full grasp to the meaning of tears. He toys with the idea of emotional distortion, a little manipulator on the elevator to higher education. With the start of school, blocks and crayons are an easy education. Nap time, cookies and milk. Yes, he's ready for the world. His day is proportioned, regulated without distortion. Teachers, preachers, all play a hand. He doesn't get it yet. His studies grow harder with each passing grade. The tears. Years of waking up only to face school days. Freedom out of reach. He progresses. Professes to be a lover. The teacher out of reach. He's learned to choose his words wisely. The dedication to education. A predisposition to use. He found out what would cause tears. His young years provided a means to win over the world. Only seeing the projected image of the man he wasn't yet. Pride was his enemy. As he looked into the mirror of distortion. He graduated with honors, continuing to live in distortion. He ran with the wrong crowd, good jobs he couldn't reach, sort of life of drugs and vice, squandering his education. A downward spiral from potential to the pit. He wasn't done yet. He met a young woman with a knowledge of the world. Self-pity in a Diddy of his song and dance brought her to tears. 
She stood back and blessed him right, drawing out his tears. It took a few years to reinvent his mental distortion. She helped him change his views of the world. She gave him hope and let him know nothing was out of reach. Expanding his horizons with love and a new education, he dropped back now and then, knowing she wasn't done yet. They persevered through the trials, and what's better yet, they tried with every stumble, every night filled with tears, taking out what weighs heavy, furthering education. She worked out the why of his distortion, clinging strongly to the man so far from reach. Hand in hand they worked, door open to a new world, a place where he could be free from distortion, a place where a heart is in his reach, a place where past events won't sway the love of his world. That was phenomenal. That was absolutely phenomenal, sweetheart. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No problem at all. Honey, do me a favor and uh, tell everybody how they can come over and find you and read some more of your work because they surely need to. Yes, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Joe Perry. You know, I'm on Twitter under Joe Perry, and uh, that's how you can check me out. Do you have time for like another short one, really? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, this is called. I'm sorry, I forgot. Thing. That was so rude of me. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, more yeah, Joe. I'm happy. <laughs> this is titled Lights in the Sand. It's a short piece. I remember when life was a poem. I remember when drums and rich tongues and the beat was spoken. There's nothing broken here, here where we once landed. I remember being stagnant and covered with moss. I remember thinking of the time we lost. A spiritual queen held ground. The voiceless had their voices found. The choice is to pass the mic around with no mic. I remember hearing words with such might. Our ancestors cried with grateful tears. Our ancestors died right here, here where we once landed. Not for exploration, but for the aspirations of the underhanded. Oh, I remember when life was a poem. Then poems became chores. I still remember what I'm writing for. My piece. That was phenomenal. You know, there's parts of that that really made me think of the community here. You know, there were lines in it that I'm thinking, you know, that describes the community here. I just, It was well, fantastic, actually, Joe. I'm glad you pointed it out because uh, that was a memory from uh, the poetry festival in Myrtle Beach where we all stood around the candles in the sand. Wow. So I'm glad you picked that up on that. I appreciate that. So, yeah, part of your prompt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're I absolutely love, seriously, absolutely love that show. It was awesome. All right, once again, Facebook page. Yeah, Joe the Verbal Mind, that's on Facebook. 
or Joe Perry. Matter of fact, Joe Perry. Look me up on Joe Facebook. Perry. Uh, yeah, you can find that poem. Uh, on That's my the way first I say your there. name. That's the way I say your name inside my head. Joe Petty. Ah, pre A. And, and I do with, like the, with, the, with the little head swing and the shoulder roll. Joe Petty. <laughs> okay, yeah. You need the whole visual. I appreciate that. <laughs> and it's uh, an I mean, awesome every, everyone, everyone, everyone before me was uh, brilliant, beautiful. I'm loving this, man, because, you know, you get tired of hearing the same old stuff. And I think on your show, you actually uh, present true poetry, in my opinion. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. You are such such a part of the family here, and we just love you. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mr. Joe Perry. Absolutely great job by him tonight. All right, our next caller comes from, we got, let's see, we got 219-832 and then 903. So our next caller comes from 219-219. You're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is Brother O speaking. Hey, Brother O. It's been a while. How you doing, sweetheart? I mean, good. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to hear from you. Yes, it's good Good to be back on the air after, after a couple of months. I know. You've been gone. Yeah, I've been uh, dealing with Dealing with illness, dealing with another illness in middle of October. Hmm. I hope you're doing better now. I am actually. I'm doing doing much better now. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> so what did what did you bring us tonight? Um. Christmas is only celebrated one day out of the year. That's a poem I wrote, wrote long, uh, I wrote years ago. I usually perform around this time of year. My dear brothers and sisters, why do we make such a big deal over Christmas? It is just only one day out of the year. Now, don't get me wrong. Brother always neither the Grinch nor Mr. Scrooge. I actually, I love celebrating Christmas because it is my favorite holiday. What I don't understand is why do some of us make such a big deal of all this particular day. It's my personal view of Christmas. It is a just another day to be thankful, to be living, for the privilege to celebrate another Christmas with my loved ones and close friends and the birth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The commercialization of Christmas and celebration of man-made traditions like Santa Claus have seriously diminished the importance of the reason why we celebrate the holiday season. And God, most of us caught up in the hype of buying Christmas presents for everybody. Again, why do you make such a big deal over Christmas, which is only one day out of the year? Every year, on the day after Thanksgiving, which is coincidentally called Black Friday, or the Monday after Thanksgiving, which is called Cyber Monday, 
millions of people around the country that stand in long lines of department stores or place orders online. Like a bunch of fools just about Christmas presents for their families and friends. Once the stores open their doors early in the morning, people start peeing over each other that like plain fools just to get some more sale. Again, why do we make such a big deal over the December 25th, which is only one day out of the year? It ain't even that serious. These apartment stores only care about the green piece of paper, that debit card, and those credit cards that you carry in your personal wallet. Bombard you with ads in the papers just to keep up with the Joneses, making you spend your hard-earned money to make a profit at your expense. Again... Why do we make such a big deal over Christmas, which is only one day out of the year? Can't pay your rent. Can't pay utilities. Can't pay your mortgage. You got to get your hair, hair and nails done. Why your children don't have food on the table or decent clothes on them and looking a hot mess. You can't pay your car no insurance because of buying Christmas presents that you can't afford. But trying to impress people, who don't who don't care about you? Except when they want something. And, all this, and at the same time, they cause you all types of trouble and drama during the holidays. And you going to unnecessary day and end up broke at the beginning of January over one day out of the year. Now, I must ask you all of you who are listening right now this important question. Why do we make such a big deal over Christmas, which is only one day out of the year in Poem? Absolutely awesome. You know, it, it's really funny. I, I handle winter gift-giving time much differently when I was younger. Um, I think that I think when you get older, you really kind of see... You understand more, you know, how right. how how much we are really pushed into doing some of the things that we do because we're supposed to do them. You know, that the reason you're doing them, it, it just doesn't mean anything. You know, I think that that is why on gift giving, most of the value is on how, what's the best gift, what's the most expensive thing I got. All of a sudden, it's about, you know, the value in the gift not the value of the gift, you know, right. and uh, so, yeah, awesome. Great piece. All right, Brother Oak, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. I can be found on Facebook on Omar Brother O'Gavin. As always, I thank you for your support, and I'm glad I'm back on the speak live at the Speakeasy Cafe. I'm back. Absolutely awesome. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're feeling better. And great job tonight, Brother O. Thank you so much, sweetheart. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Same here. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. I'm I'm sorry. I had... uh... I had my mute button on. How are everybody doing today? 
Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm just uh, I'm just enjoying all the wonderful poets. Everybody, I, I appreciate, you know, what y'all got to bring. And, you know, just not, not to speak too long on it, but, you know, poetry actually saved my life, especially when I was in the darkest days of my life. And, uh, yeah, uh, my oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't introduce myself. I'm known as the Poetic Prophet 33. Awesomeness. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So it's called Broken Tears. Crying these tears of a broken man living in this hopeful dream. Falling to the wayside, hoping my reality is not really what it seems. I feel that I'm an immigrant stranded in this foreign land of cream. But I'm God's son, so resurrection just got to be for me. Know that your will is at hand, though desires tend to deviate a found man's plan. Just get the best you can while you're able to take a stand. Your life is in your hands, so remember that when you choose. All of us hate to lose, but still exist to play the fool. For all you do, don't ever lose your sight. Fight with all your might and live for what's right. Have a vision of an eagle where you can see life so clear. I shed tears with my peers that shall shatter my fields over the years. Though a million lifetimes, there's no freedom in my mind. Life seems be defined by how far up that ladder you climb. And if I slipped from the mountaintop trying to break my fall, it wouldn't be from the lack of trying. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Life is what you make it. You only have one chance to get it right. Instead of falling to the wayside, get back up and claim your life. Resurrect God so you can become that Christ. As you be crucified, just remember, God resides inside. And Paul. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you, Lara. You're very, very welcome. Absolutely fantastic job. Did you want to read two tonight? I'm going to ask before I forget to ask. Actually, I do. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Actually, I do. Uh, This one is called uh, In My Body. In what? In my body. Okay. Lying here in this four-corner prison with an unknown end. My body feels all defeated, but I'm not for sure how it all first began. Just let me take this one last breath. I promise my mind really needs it. At least in this moment, I can feel completed. Our Father say release these corrupted thoughts that fall in the midst of your despair. Still, why am I so lost, broken, and unaware? I have endured the heat of war, and I promise it wasn't fair. It seemed like nobody had a care. Just would have talked about what they would have done if they had been there. Can you see the light of the day that slowly begins to fade as strange things submerge from the darkness that's here to stay? The first thing I can remember from birth that I was blessed with a curse to disperse my salvation in my next verse. Truth really hurts. It's revealed with deep pain, and shame tends to affect your brain. Who can you blame when your body's no longer the same? 
How do a mind sustained to remain sane by the things that hangs in the balance of death? You ask yourself, what's happening to your health? I just want to be back to myself because death comes to us all. Broken mountains to climb. But if you fight with your heart and your mind, you'll be fine in time, and I promise you that. From darkness shall come submerged in light. Will God's sight become the height of your life? Just let God save you in time. And I promise that's the way man shall break the curse of a crucified mind. And poem. You know, you had throughout the entire piece, you had some amazing runs of uh, sound rhymes, internal random rhyme schemes throughout your sentences. Um, you know, where you use sound rhymes or, or you know, uh, near rhymes. Just, it made it so melodical throughout the whole piece. I think it was an absolute perfect example because somebody sitting down and reading that on paper is not going to be the same effect of them hearing it read. And right. and I think I think that the beautiful, beautiful play on words, the way they just roll um throughout that entire piece is a perfect example of what the magic is and, right. and what what right. what differentiates between a page poem and something that's a spoken, better said, not even spoken word, but performance poem. Right. Right. You know, because when you read that and your, your, your breath breathes, breathes life into those words, it just makes it incredible. I mean, that was a perfect example. I would, if someone asked me, you know, what is performance poetry? What is it? You know, what is good performance poetry? I would have them listen to that piece. Right. Right. I appreciate that. It's, oh, it's been a long time since I've, I've been around, you know, poets. You know, I I, I used to be uh, come on the poetry groups uh, a little while a while ago, about seven years mm-hmm. ago. Talk, but you know, I'm I'm glad that you had this platform here. You know, do you know we've been here for 13 years now? Isn't that crazy? Are you serious? Yeah, we just last uh, two weeks ago we celebrated our 13th year anniversary. Wow. Of being on here doing this. Crazy, isn't it? I was just a kid back then, guys. Now I shave my legs and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So, you know, you you are a really strong and unique voice in poetry. and, And, you know, sometimes life shakes us up and spits us out places. And it takes us, you know, and you think, God, you know, I haven't done, I haven't read a poem in five years. You know, I must not be a performance artist anymore. But who we are at our core, we always find our way back to, even though sometimes we have to wear a different hat or wear tighter shoes or something. We can never run away from the core person in us. And a core person, their core is their creative self. You know, so right. it's. I understand that sometimes, and you know, I've been there, you know, where life just shakes me up and, and spits me out somewhere I don't want to be and, and just things take a different turn. But, you know, you always steer yourself back and, and I think coming here tonight is a very first step in your great 12-step program that you need to start coming around more often. <laughs> right, right. I want to congratulate you on that. Here's your first coin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, you know, but, but, you know, we're always here. You know, you're, you're, the, the kids go out and have life once in a while, but they always find their way back home and they always come back and read. So right, right, I'm glad right. you found your way here tonight. 
Uh, I'm, I'm and it's a sign. Be, uh, it means you need to start writing more and and doing well, this. Well, well, actually, I have. I've, I've been working on. Uh, I've been working on. I, I really, I really think I should do it audio because yes, I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good performer. But like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do audio and I'm gonna do a double. I'm gonna do a double disc where you can get the book, or and also you can get the audio of me reading the poems in there. It's called uh, Trapped Inside My Notebook. You're know, picturing that whole song from the 80s video with what's it uh, take take on me, something like that, you know, where they're coming out of the comic book. Do you remember that video? You're too young. It's called what now? That video back in the on MTV days where it was like a comic book and he jumps out of the comic book. Is that Take On Me or right. something oh, like that, some uh, 80s uh, song? Uh, yeah, yeah. So when you said that, me inside my notebook, that's what I was picturing as you. You, right. but in, in, you know, poesque gear and writing and trying to break out of your notebook instead of have a comic book. That's what I was visualizing. I just had to share that with you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, I'm on, uh, I can I can be found at uh, allpoetry.com. I have some of the poems in there. That's gonna be uh, put in the uh, the the book and the uh, audios, and also I can be found on Periscope. Of course, the Poetic Prophet D A P O E T I K P O R P H E T three three, and uh, also on Facebook and Instagram. I'm kind of getting back in the mix of uh, the, uh, the the scene with these different applications and stuff. So, you know, always, always been standoffish. <laughs> <laughs> That's not allowed. We're, we're just hanging out. Yeah, here. I you know, can right. Out. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, and, sweetheart. And I also, hope this is a, I, go ahead. And also, uh, if anybody, like I, I do a lot where I was doing producing, I kind of like chilled out and just been a single father for a minute. But uh, if anybody want to go also check me out on Reverb, uh, it got some pretty good intel uh, music. It, of course, it's all spiritual, though, but, you know, I mean, if you're interested, definitely, definitely, y'all. Y'all can have free downloads and everything. Awesome. Well, if you are on Facebook, jump over onto my page and post your link on there to your Reverb Nation page and stuff so it's easy to find. Kind of think of my page as a bulletin board to poke stuff on. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I got to look you up on Facebook. What, what I can, uh, what, what's your Facebook? Nyla, and like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, Nyla Alicia. A L I S I A. Oh yeah, you you jump right up. There's no one like you there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I just sent awesome. you a request. Great. And then uh yeah, just poke your stuff up on my page so everyone can find it. It just makes it easy. easy okay. Peasy. Okay. Andre. Right. I appreciate y'all. That, that's you. Yep, I see you. Awesomeness. Okay. Just accepted and uh I expect to see you here next week, young man. Yes, ma'am. I definitely will be here. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love to you. All right. 
I love newbies. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing? Mr. Eric, sir, how are you, my darling? I'm doing good. My phone tripped on me and and I uh, lost my call earlier, so. Uh-huh. I right. was in the lineup earlier, and then my phone just went beep. And it hung That's up my bad. Phone. I normally catch that, but I flipped the page so that I could write down some information on our our two people that called in that haven't called in before, and and uh-huh. so I didn't look cool. back at it my is. list, so I didn't catch it. Uh, it's all right. It happens. <laughs> well, I'm glad you you hung in and you stuck in there, and you're here, and you're going to share something with us. Yes, thank you. Me too. Well, I did some homework finally. It's been a while, I know. All right, so you wanted me <laughs> to do homework on my Happy Veterans Day poem, remember? Mm-hmm. You said you wanted, because we were doing, you said uh, something like, some to the extent of uh, shorten your poem. Yeah. And hit your highlights or whatever, something like that. Because my poem was Yeah, we, we, were, long, we were talking so. about editing. People were, you know, yeah. talking about editing and stuff. And, That's right. you know, how one time I wrote this page, it was 27 pages long. And by the time I got done with it, it was 12. And throughout the whole show, we were talking about concise images, being able to condense something down to its bare bones. And so right. that's what the, the prompt with you is to take, because you read a pretty long poem, I remember. And I said, your yeah, challenges yes, is to play with your, play with your words, <laughs> make messy with your poem. <laughs> so right, what did I'm you, uh, yeah. what so, did you bring uh, us? Here we go. You ready? I am. All right. There's the condensed version. It's pretty short. So it's a lot shorter than it was. <laughs> All right. Happy Veterans Day. Shortened poem. Active and ready reservist military servicemen and women and veterans. They fought and are still fighting for our freedoms. Some lost their lives, some lost their limbs, some lost their minds. Give praise and give respect to them for all their sacrifices. That's in peace. Awesome. And I remember the piece that you read. And, you know, you, you do wonderful on these. You do these great list poems. You know, and the perspectives that you take, and then and the the absolute neutrality that you have through in your writing and stuff is just—it's amazing to me. You know, but so I knew I knew that it would be fun to make you do that to sit there and, and chop something up into making it littler. It's it's fun to do. Sometimes yeah, I'll end up with two or three poems out of one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember we did that one where you had us write down 15 lines or something, and then we condensed mm-hmm. it down to four lines. Like, I did, think I did five or six, maybe seven. I can't remember. But, yeah, I just switched them up. So that was pretty fun. It's cool to get outside of my comfort zone. It is kind yeah, of a pain those... for me to edit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, editing is important. I was going to read up the piece, that, that, and I, I will – before the show's over if we have time but because it's the first show of the month and I'm supposed to read something but the piece that I had to read was uh, was uh, was cut down way down and and then then, you know I I wrote this poem maybe 12 years ago 10 years or Mm. 11 12 years ago and I edited it today 
You know, all these years <laughs> later, I changed nice. it because, wait a minute, this sounds better. So editing's <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is really awesome. <laughs> all right, I got another short one, if that's cool. Okay. All right. This one's totally different from most things I've ever written. So it's kind of like my um, poetic prose. I don't know if I've read my fourth and fifth books to you, certain ones out of there. But anyways, uh, so this is called The Ego and the Id. So Ego said, what's the meaning of it? It said, well, it is either instinctive, instinctive direction. Oh, it is. Well, sorry. I messed up. Well, it is. I, it is instinctive directions. What is the meaning of ego? Ego said, well, it is the indigenous gall overbearingness. It said, hmm. So you're welcome. And it seems that we are quite different indeed. Ego said, hmm. Thanks. And you're welcome as well. Yes. Indeed, we are completely different, and I am better than you and everyone else is because I am the thinking conscious. The it said, ha, ha, he, he. Yes, indeed, you are the thinking conscious, consciousness. Uh, but what? But why must you think that you are better than everyone else, including myself? Don't you think that we all play a vital role here? Ego said, of course. We all have our vital roles here. However, mine is the most important, and I don't care if you agree or not. It said, wow, and really, you might want to start actually thinking before speaking. Ego said, hardy har har, and I have thought and overthought about it as well, and I know that I am only correct. It said, it shook his head. In disbelief and walked away. Ego said, you're walking away and shaking your head justifies my validation of my thought of being right. That's the end piece. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Thank you. And, and you know what was awesome is you, you started laughing through the lines while you were reading, which tells me just oh, how much yeah. fun you had writing it. Oh, That's, yeah. You, um, I was you actually, liked that piece. Oh, yeah, I did. Thank you. Glad you like it. Uh, I do. I was actually writing to my, uh, in between my jobs, we we have a bunch of properties that we do, and uh, we have a lot of time in between time. Uh, and I was just thinking in my head, I came up with this concept, just starting not even with the first verse. I had an idea that I wanted to do a fun, simple, and somewhat funny uh, conversation between the ego and the id. And explain what they are. And so I have a writing assignment that, for you. Yes. What's that? Using the same soul of the piece that you just read, the exact same concept, yeah. one talking to the other and having fun with it and playing with it. I want you, your homework is to write a piece called My Right Hand Talking to My Left. <laughs> All right. My Right Hand Talking to My Left. All right. Talking to My that. Left. My right hand talking. All right, I like that. Yeah. Thank you. I think that'll be fun to play with. I can't wait to see what you do with that one. Yeah, that's an interesting concept there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll think about it and I'll get I'll get back to you on Thursday and try to get it done. 
Also, real quick, uh, this is Eric Shelman. You can find me on Facebook. And uh, thank you for everything you do for us, Nyla. Thanks for the platform. And I also have a surprise. One of my friends is calling in tonight, and she's reading two of her poems for the first time. So oh, That's surprise. amazing. Good. Yay. <laughs> I'll act surprised Yay. when she calls in. We won't tell her I yep. know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Eric, honey. Appreciate night. you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Nyla. Bye-bye. Appreciate you, too. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 848. 848, you're on the air. Hey, so are you making pot roast? <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> oh. I'm, read- I'm reading all the notes. But like, because they have the thermometer in it, right? Like chuck roast is pot roast. There's nothing really called pot roast. It's chuck that you make, but it's not labeled as pot roast. So it all matters. Use um beef broth instead of just water, obviously, or whatever season packaging. And you just kind of like corned beef or any of that. You just put everything in, you know, kind of brown it or put something on the bottom of the thing you're cooking it in. Or you're using one of those porcelain crock pots, et cetera. You know, all the veggies, everything you're adding to it. And you fill it up more than three-fourths with broth because water is just kind of useless. And then you just wait till the thermometer pops and and let it sit. It it won't seem like it's being cooked right up until it's done. And then the longer it sits, the better it gets. So the next day, it's really good. Or you do it all the time. So it's like kind of cooking corned beef. There's a couple things that cook the same way. And it all matters, like, how long and what temperature you want to do. But you kind of can brown it first, put something on the bottom, add everything, and just let it let it kind of – well, once it boils, then you bring it down to a simmer and just monitor it because it's all timing and temperature because everything's kind of done. That's way too complicated. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a piece of cake. And then the thermometer comes up. Cool. So I'm on mom watch, and she wakes up, and she's not sure if it's 9 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock in the morning. So that's why I, I missed the last, because I was online or something. So, duh. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, she's packing like over 90. She wakes up once again, and, you know, so she thinks she's having what she's having for dinner. She's having for breakfast. So that's Okay. And that's the pot roast stuff's easy. Yeah, that's not complicated. You'll figure it out. Everything comes in those season packets anyhow. Okay. (laughs) Concessions for the turkey. Defense for the turkey. Defense lawyer for the turkey. My turkey deserves the court's concessions, for it is truly given in a sacrificial mood that it will be somebody's Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner. This turkey is not a martyr. This turkey has escaped the prisons of Tibet and has crossed the snowy mountains to India and on a boat from India has come to this great country to give over its breast meat and its legs. This turkey will never fly. It never could have flown. So in defense, we're calling cranberry and we're calling yams as character witnesses. My client, this turkey, deserves the court, concessions, compassion, and mercy. Thank you. 
I didn't have anything prepared. I just called in to listen and talk. I love this stuff. <laughs> I like, care less. Yeah, you know, and then all, oh, I'm always great, getting, we're getting yelled at. Oh, we're always <laughs> getting yelled at. All, all we do is get yelled at. Everybody's all angry, you know. What? Oh. So, I mean, every it's a pisser. So, okay, thanks. I love, yeah. And I'll admit, because like I said, it was on Mom Watch. I couldn't go to my friend's library hit. And it's cold and it's dark and we're loving it. Science fiction season has arrived. No, it's cool. Yeah, dark at four. You know, that's truly winter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're okay down here, whatever. Most people are kind of, yeah. It would, uh, like you say, we get yelled at a lot for being on the, I don't know. Anyhow, editing, all that. Yeah, the more you know, the more you can do. You know, condensed imagery. We get a lot of that. Because a lot of the up and coming songwriters, you know, whatever, they're young and their voices are very, you know, real, you know, tone and pitch and, you know, angelic. And they don't know what they're doing with their freaking lyrics or their writing. So you go, damn. And you point it out to them and they don't want to hear that. They get really mad. You know, rhyme pattern set up, you know, go, you don't even write, you're not even aware of your phonetic sensibility to work with what key or what what you're even arranging. So we hear this all the time. And yeah, I get yelled at for being a fathead. And, you know, it's a lot of not accepting, you know, just because it's done doesn't mean it's done. Well, nothing's ever really done. And then it is, but you could always put two lines from there and move it over there and, you know, just start off with the chorus of what's a hook, you know, what's the wasteland, T.S. Eliot, you know, where do you go with all this stuff? So the more you know, the more you can do, you know, so there. Ma, oh, okay, concessions for Turkey, that could be a whole political thing, too. Right, mm-hmm. with all kinds of genocide and missiles. And, yeah, you know, metaphorically, Trump it could be a lot of things. Right, Trump, the Russian yeah. pig, and shite. Welcome to the United Soviet States of Putin's America. Shit's real, and you guys are all young. Remember, I'm a fat old man. We're fucking burnt. <laughs> but yeah, ask that. Get it together. So yeah, editing. Yes, this will happen know, to you when you get older. You'll be able to just <laughs> say whatever you want to say and not give a shit. You know? Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> everybody's getting, being that. Yeah, being old. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you know, what are you going to do? Fucking beat me up or uh, throw me in jail? Am I fucking, what am I going? Where's that? WTO, Seattle or something? Yeah, I'm going to move to Seattle and, yeah. Wow. TV works here and somebody actually cooked for me. (laughs) Yeah, fantastic. Cooking is all all patience, temperature, and timing, and a lot of prep work. I have no patience. Cooking's beautiful. You know, I eat ramen noodles all the time. I, I'm a, we're ramen noodles. We like like you know wacky stuff. We enjoy things. So you <laughs> all that fathead, you know all that like uh, you know. So yeah, but you know we do pay regards. Like you know, went and saw the Bob Dylan you know a couple days ago. You know he's doing ten shows. So the more you go out there, the more it comes back. Truly enjoy listening to everything. Okay, I'm not, I'm not a, we're not here to right, edit. Great, we're going to crit. Okay, we're gone? Everybody we're else done. got to read, too. <laughs> too much fun. Okay. All right, sweetie. Thank yeah, you, you so much. Kong. Great job, Gregory.
Cool. Excellent. Register in Hong Kong. We're all going to go to Hong Kong and yell at the police. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Gregory. <laughs> all right. Our next caller comes from area code. Uh, let's see. Did that one? Did that one? We got, I'm going to go ahead and give the next couple of callers. We have 863 next, I believe. And then we have, it looks like a Skype caller. Maybe Robbie, I'm not sure. Uh, then we have 807. Those are our next three callers. So let's go ahead and grab 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. Hey, Noreen. How are you, honey? Okay, I'm doing okay. It's been That's cold good. down here. Yeah. Yes. Well, Monday night it was 39, and tonight it's going to be in the 50s. To me, that's cold. See, I always keep the temperature in my house set at 68, and I, when in the wintertime I'll sleep with my bedroom window open a crack because I love that cold air. I yep. love that cold air. Yeah. I, I used to, well, I was born in Indiana, and I thought, and I, I guess I've been down here Florida too long, so, <laughs> um, so I. She got too, I cut too much for me. The code. Yeah. So, what do you have for us tonight? Are you going to share something yours and something at Gary's? Um. Yes. Yes. Please. Yes. Um, thank I'll, you. I'll read. I'll read Gary's first, and it's it's called "On My Back Porch." I could feel the moon looking down on us while I hold you close and firm for a long time. I ran my hand over your silky hair down your back while some of it tickled my nose and I got some in my mouth. I still held on to your warm body, enjoying the warmth and closeness of my sweetheart. The end. That is so beautiful, so sweet. I remember you I yes. remember you writing that. He had one. He wrote about the back porch that, too, didn't he? That's one he wrote. Or you had do you okay? So did you have one? Because I thought is that the one that I thought there was one about the back porch that there was one you wrote and he wrote like you had an answer to his. Um, is that not this one? No. Okay. Okay. I I will okay. stop being confused now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love that. Oh, man, you got me confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, just read your I'm poem. We'll be good. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I'm going to read one of my sonnets. And this was, this is Gary's favorite sonnet that I wrote of all the sonnets I wrote so far. This is his favorite, Sonnet 3. Okay. Love me tenderly, softly with your eyes, and love me with the tips of your fingers. Show me, hold me, love me. Tell me no lies. Embrace me as your gentle kiss lingers a little bit longer on my hot lip. You burn me with desire, wanting you more with each second passes by as I strip. Come on closer, ride me like a wild boar. There we both go like two wild shooting stars, exploding in unison on cloud nine. We barely came close in landing on Mars. Wow, wow, now look at us as we, we glow and shine. Who says we're too old? We just ran ten miles. Now are you ready for more? Smile, smile, smile. The end. I want to have sex that makes me feel like I barely miss landing on the moon or on Mars. <laughs> I mean, that, what, what a, an amazing image that is. 
You know, I serve, I want to have sex. It makes me feel like I barely missed landing on Mars. That was a fun piece. That was a beautiful, playful piece. Great job, Noreen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, now I know which one you're talking about. That was a poem we put together. It's called um, A Lover's um, a lover's Poem. A Poem for Lovers. That was it. That was it. That was it. And we went back and forth. See, I, I started it, and then and it was, and I asked him, I needed some help with what next. We'll end up, we've been going, we went back and forth with it, and we just put it together as a poem. If you can find that, do you want to read that for us next week? Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Perfect, okay. Noreen. Do me a favor and tell mm-hmm. everyone how to find you, honey. Okay. And you can find um, Gary and I on on um, Amazon.com. You can find our three books, Two Hearts in One, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, and The Aura of Truth. And you can find um, Gary on Facebook.com, and then you can find him on um, um, ReverbNation.com. You can find him on um, PoetryPoem.com. You can find him on Wikinut.com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> Indeed okay. he is. Oh, yes. And, and then you can find um, um, me on um, Facebook.com. You can find me on ReverbNation.com, on PoetryPoem.com, and Wikinut.com. Oh, and and you also can find uh, our official site at our poetry. I mean, our um, our site together on Gary and Noreen Snyder. Wix.com slash poetry. Mm-hmm. And we and I'm also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Noreen. Great job okay. tonight, sweetheart. Okay. You're welcome. And then I want to um, thank all the sponsors for um, sponsoring the show this year. For for us poets, we have a venue, and I want to thank you, Nyla and, and Michael Quigg and um, Christopher Ryan for um, hosting the show. So we poets have a venue. Thank you very much. And thank you for letting us be here. Oh, and, oh you know it's my pleasure. Yes. Oh, yes. And we have a, 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 a we do a the poetry club now on Facebook. It's a gr- We have a group. Anybody can join. And on Saturday nights, um, um, I do Facebook Live and with them two girls across the street. It, 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 they're, okay. And then, um, well, it should be three, but only two have been showing up. Okay. And, um, and, and if, um, oh, and this Saturday night, if you join by four o'clock, and then, um, then you, I'll have a raffle. It'll be on my book. I'm giving away my book, our book called Reflections of Our Inner Bands. I can, I'm going to do that as long as I can, but I know there might be a point where I can't do it because it costs money to ship it. But I'm going to try to do it like once a month. This will Very be the cool. second one. Well, the links for those you put on my page, so I appreciate you doing that. And any of you guys that have books that you're working on or chat books, uh, there's a link on my page, or you can just post it directly on my page, either one. Leave it as a comment on the, the link on my page if you want, or just on my page. But throw those if you have books, throw those up on my page. Let people know they're out there. I mean, it's Christmas time. They make great stocking stuffers, and what better way to support uh, our community than to give the gift of each other? So make sure you get your books and stuff put up there. Appreciate you doing that, Noreen. Thank you, honey. Okay, you're welcome. And, and, and thank right. you for letting us be here. Okay. <laughs> Our pleasure. And we'll talk to you next thank week? You. Yes. 
Okay, I'll be here Perfect. next week. All okay. right, we love you guys. Thank you, honey. Okay, we love y'all too. Okay. Bye. Bye. I mean, see you. All right. Our next caller is our Skype slash international caller. Whoever heard the Skype word unmute? International caller. Hey, Constantine. Hi, baby. I saw you in the chat room Hi, earlier. It's good you? to hear from you. Mm, yeah, well, just making the day as restless as usual. <laughs> uh, you've you've been doing that since the day I met you. <laughs> I've been doing it a lot longer than that. Oh uh, well, kinda, for as long as I've known you. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to take credit for it. Up until you met me, you sat around knitting and reading Bible verses, and then you met me and everything went crazy. I'm taking it. No, no, okay, no, that's not true. But it would have been cool if it was. Mm. Hi, Constantine. It doesn't sound very cool, but okay, whatever, whatever you think. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? Uh, okay. Um, you know, I, I was just, um, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to um, my, my, my beautiful, beloved Christy here, and um, you know, I've, I've been I've written some new things lately. I don't know for a while. I just had this terrible, terrible writer's block. I don't know what it is. I heard, I heard some her giggle. Say, I heard her giggle. Yeah, she is, that your, is that your say girlfriend? Say hi, Chris. Yeah, yeah. We've been around. We've been together for 25 years as of this month. Wow, and, that's awesome. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, better every day. But anyway, I I I for some reason I just started being able to write again. I. Just I don't really know what happened. I mean, um, I think part partially might have been some of the things that that she's done to help me. Uh, I certainly think that it didn't hurt. So anyway, I, I've come with a lot of things. I've written some uh, original stuff, and um, I don't know if this happens to you as as a writer, but um, just sometimes um, when I hear a song or hear a poem, it kind of inspires me to either do a different version, you know, kind of like make the song my own or inspires mm-hmm. me to write something based upon that, you know, and, uh, I've, I, and I, of course I love parodies also, you know, I mean, I just love parodies. In fact, I, I've actually had parodies in my music library, but not the original song. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I don't, so, I mean, I don't so know. So which are you going to bless is, us but, with tonight, my dear? Okay, what I'm going to do is first I took a song that is I, I can't do that find too, anywhere by the way. on the internet. To answer your question, to answer your question, I do that too. Yeah. Like when you guys read and stuff, you'll sometimes you guys will say a line and my head will go off and running, and so I I write it down on the and what what the thought was and the you know so I don't forget because I'll forget it in two seconds, and so yeah, I do that a lot yeah. too. Very cool. Yeah, yes. don't All right, now you now go ahead. I'm sorry. Lawyers, yeah, really. Yeah, don't tell the Eagles, though. They're too good lawyers. Or, or don't but try to make a song anyway. called Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I have never done that. But uh, <laughs> what it is, I took a song that, that I've heard for years um, by uh, by a, a man and a woman singing. It's kind of like a, a love song. I think, you know, that song would also be pretty good, just, you know, just one person singing to another, you know. And uh, then I thought, you know, also – spoken word could be integrated into this and, and i just thought performance art you know and it's kind of got my mind going so i'm going to use mm-hmm. you guys for some guinea pigs i hope you don't mind okay well Please i'll do, do my very best not to be bad if that's okay <laughs> okay all right well anyway uh as usual i, I do my like fade in fade out thing 
and uh, hopefully I can do everything on key. I'll try anyway. Anyway, this is a song that was really originally uh, released by a duet called, by uh, the guy was Billy Preston and the woman I think I pronounced her name Cyrita. Anyway, this is this is uh, Constantine's version of "With You I'm Born Again," if I may. All right. Faden, come bring me your softness. Comfort me through all of this madness. Woman, don't you know with you I am born again? Come give me your sweetness. Now, there is no weakness. With you lying in my arms, I am born again. For I was half, not whole. I was in step with none. I was reaching through this world. I was in need of one. Come bring me your softness. Comfort me through all the madness. Woman, don't you know with you I'm born again. Come give me your sweetness now there's you there is no weakness lying safe with you in my arms I'm born again come show me your kindness in your arms, I know you'll find me. Darling, don't you know with you, I'm born again. Oh, I was not whole. I was in step with none. I was reaching through the world. In need of one. Come show me your kindness. In your arms I will know that you'll find this. Darling, don't you know with you I'm born again. Darling, I've searched all my life for someone that's like you. You are my heaven. Number one in the world touches my soul like you do. And no one makes me feel more like a man, too. Come give me your softness. Comfort me through all the madness. Darling, don't you know, don't you know with you I'm born again, I am half not whole, 
Now two have become one. Woman, don't you know with you I can hear her clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic job. You know, I think that's the first time that you've ever really sang on the show with your piece. And uh, I'm I'm really surprised because it came out, it came out really well. It sounded great. You did a fantastic job on that. You've got an awesome voice. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Anyway, I hope you liked it. (laughs) I did very much. And I'm glad you shared it with us. So do me a favor, my darling Constantine, Mithril Weaver person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell everyone how they can find Mm you. How you can find me? Well, um, if you look me up, it's M-I-T-H-R-I-L, the, M-I, it's K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N. That's it. I'm I'm on um, Facebook. I'm on Reverb Nation, uh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> so anyway, check me out. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job. And tell the little woman we said hello and nice to meet her. She says hi. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> all right, all right sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you, Constantine. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, uh, one of the area code... Uh, 903 and 347 No, you're not in the lineup So 903 or uh, 347 If either one of you want to come on the air Please press 1 That'll put you in the lineup Our next caller comes from area code uh, We have 807 Followed by 815 Followed by 419 Just so you kind of have an idea All right, let's go ahead and bring on 807 807, you're on the air Hello, Nyla Tay well, hello, Robbie, baby. Hey, you really do have our, those R's down. <laughs> <laughs> it only took me for, what, 13 years of practice? Yeah, <laughs> and it comes to me naturally. <laughs> well, that's what you get for being Polish. Uh, it's funny, uh, it's, it's nice to hear someone read something that you don't expect it from them because it's not their style, whatever. And uh, when Noreen was reading her first poem, my, my eyebrows actually arched up. It's like, whoa, Noreen. <laughs> I know, Noreen's right? getting fiery. Nice to see. So, but it's nice like, to see yeah, that. Yeah, take that, uh, you want young whippersnappers. We're on round two. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, what a great so. line that is. I want to have sex that makes me feel like I barely missed landing on Mars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That was awesome. Okay, go ahead. So uh, I have this poem here, and I've had a couple more poems that are untitled. Uh, I think lately I've been on that kind of a, a kick where I just kind of want to have the poem speak for itself, and there's just some kind of philosophical kind of things behind it, too, that I won't bore people with right now online. But... uh <clears throat> So this is untitled, but I think tentatively I would title it, I Want Something Beautiful. So here we go. 
I want something beautiful, whether born of sun or moon, of sea or sky, as the oceans undulate and the stars they pass on by. I want whatever that beauty is, whether it be present in torrential tantrum like the mighty red spot of Jupiter or the gentle snowfall of some mysterious far-off land. I want to be, meet that beauty, to be close to it as we come to be close together, hand in hand. It matters not if this beauty is ineffable, unexpressible, or the most comprehensible and down-to-earth thing that has ever been seen. I want to be side by side with it, as its wisdom is imparted to me, with no effort demanded of my yearning soul that sings. Come to me, O beauteous thing, O music of the stars that makes my heart dance. And that makes my soul sing. Come to me and ease my burdens. Let me sing once again of happy things. And I will caress every note of you like the luxurious hair of a lover. As we sing the mysteries of the universe together. Singing through both the terror and that beauty. Of what it means to be at peace. At one with all the living things. And uh, there we go. There's my untitled poem. That is awesome. Now I have some homework for you, Robbie. Oh, okay. I want you to write me a poem mm-hmm. about your coffee cup. My coffee cup. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do have and a when, coffee cup now. <laughs> yeah, so I want you to write me a poem about your coffee cup. And then when you bring that homework back, I want you to remind me, mm-hmm. remind me to remember why I gave you this homework. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're going to have to remember the mysterious reason. In my brain, it's in this me. moment right now that I'll forget in 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> that That is, so, if there is anything that is you, that's you, right? That's that right now. <laughs> that's so Nyla. <laughs> remind me, remind remind me, me to what tell I'm you about that thing that you. I won't tell you about. Because I, I forgot might forget it. about in 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do that. All right, yeah. Robbie, tell everyone how to find you, my darling. Uh, well, b- before I tell everybody h- uh, how to find me, I just wanted to say, like, with this poem, uh, like, especially when I read it now, it just reminds me, like, I was reading about, uh, or I was writing about partly, you know, we have that yearning sometimes where, you know, you're having to, like, fight for every little thing and every little bit of peace and all that. And you know, and sometimes you're proud of yourself for getting through and all that. But then other times you're like, you're you have that mindset where you're like, well, screw this. I just want something to come to me easily, you know, or I just want to not have to be engaged in it. Like for for myself, especially lately, I, I I'm getting t- I'm tired of being engaged in fight or flight mode because I have to take care of my dad. And like uh, even today, I had to fight. Like, I, I really had to fight to make sure that he was taken care of properly, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, you, when, you, when you're when you doing that every day, practically, and you're all doing that all the time, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be in this fight-or-flight mode. I just want to go out there, do my thing, and, and, and something comes to me, and then that's it, you know? And yeah. I know that for the new year... Uh, that's part of my my goals is to especially with yoga to reset my nervous system some and, and get rid of that 
fight or flight response because that's been embedded me in me a lot lately. And uh, I'm getting better with it. I do a lot of dialectical behavioral therapy stuff, but uh, it's you know. Uh, you know, it I'd should like be for you. On. For you, it should be fight. I'm I'm cutting you off, but for you, it should be mm-hmm. um, fight, flight, or turn my back. Yeah. Those are your three choices. <laughs> you know, because sometimes yeah. you just have to turn your back. And what happens when you turn your back? You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable, therefore taking the mm-hmm. power away from what it is you think that's going to get you. So fight, flight, or just turn your back yeah. on it. Stop giving it yeah, power. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Robbie, doing tell everyone how to uh, find you, hon. Yep. <laughs> I know I'm philosophizing on the air. I know I, you, you have to cut Did me you nice, off. nice segue that I put you back on track there? I did very good with that, didn't I? Hey, yes. <laughs> tell everyone how to find you, Rob. Shut up and tell everyone how to find you. <laughs> I'm, uh, no, I'm not. A, I, would, I would say that out loud if I was thinking that. You know that. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I can be found on Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And if you look under that name for, uh, yeah, you'll just, you'll just see me under other things. And uh, hopefully I'll be under my real name at uh, Canadian Geographic finally more this week because I finally got to get to uh, reposting my, uh, my, all my photography, my nature photography since, ugh, since National Geographic has been uh, migrated over to Instagram and, that's messed everything up. So, but yeah, just look under Robbie's multimedia poetry for all my stuff. Awesome. All right. Appreciate it, Robbie. Thank you so much, honey, for coming on and sharing. You bet. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Next callers are eight one five four one nine nine zero three. Eight one five. You're on the air. Eight one five. Are you with me? I gotcha. I gotcha. I hear you. I couldn't get off mute. <laughs> it's like da 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 I mean, I like hearing from you by yourselves, but it's nice hearing you guys together. (laughs) Absolutely. Happy to be here, absolutely. Um, He he wrote a piece. I think it's amazing. I'm going to freestyle. You know how we do this. So we're going to do a Stone's Cave Soul Lab. Um, I'm tired of this piece. Yeah, peace is cool. Um, you hear me there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I always had an appreciation for life's natural pleasures. A newborn smile with a warmth. The sweet voices that course through my veins like true love forces. Like a giant perhaps she brings and knowing how easy she makes the situation I'm currently in. Seemingly friendless and it's timid to witness, so I curb my smile simply minding my business. 
breaking silence to only admit this, that your travels never never admitted how to show kind ways of making a difference. You know, Mr. Ruffer said thank you without feeling the flirting with you if your days have been so long everyone speaks to certain issues that are on the play. Even in the dark spot, you are looking burst of sun rays to shine on the baby. I appreciate you inviting me to shine on. That's exactly what I've always planned to do. Your encouragement when you cheerlead me, that makes me feel like I can't do any wrong. I embrace each day, hit the ground running, so to speak. But when the sun's outside, I bask in its rays, even if from inside. Open the blinds and the curtains wide. Get that feeling that goes deep inside. Love it. The warmth that only can compare to love's first kiss. I have these princesses in my life of my three grandchildren. Those two equally nice. My grandson's amazing too, but I digress. I just wanted to share with you the light that's in my life. It's not just from the sun's rays. I grow from the love that I have for my people every day. I love my family. I love my life and everyone who's in it who treated me right. You have shown me that you bask in my rays, and that's what makes it possible for me to shine on on those dark days. He's King's Cadence. I'm Gina Storm. Together we're Storm's Cadence. Thank you for listening. That's our piece. I, I always want a cigarette after I hear you two read. You know, I just want to kind of kick back and smoke a cigarette and yeah <laughs> it's like oh that was awesome and I didn't even have to make a mess <laughs> I skipped straight to the cigarette I'm good <laughs> oh fantastic job you guys thank you thank you you're very welcome Wow. Very welcome. All okay. right. So go ahead. We can be found on Facebook at King's Cadence, spelled creatively with a K, and Gina Storm, spelled with an E, Gina. We can be found at Storm's Cadence, our combined work poetry page on Facebook, as well as the perfect weather. Gina Storm's poetry page on Facebook. I also have a Spoken Word Freestyle is Artist Page, and King Cadence and I can be found at YouTube at Storm's Cadence. I can also be found at IG at Regina Brooks and at Twitter at Regina Brooks 7. King's Cadence. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's a lot. That's a lot. We can also be found anywhere there is poetry because we're the poets who love poetry. But King's Cadence, I know you got some other stuff. No, oh, I, I can be found... Um, you know, peeing around the yard. Um, <laughs> when people keep looking at my baby crazy. Um, I have a book out now. I just finished it. Called um, Cadence of Love. I will um, drop it where you told me to drop it at. And, uh, it's a book about how much I love this lady that I do poetry with. And, uh, 
Awesome. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Fantastic job tonight. It was so good to hear from both of you. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. You're welcome, hon. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. Fabulous show. See you next week. Bye, you guys. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, we have a couple callers left. We have area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Lala. Hey, sweetheart, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you? It is very good to hear from you. I got a present in the mail. (laughs) You did? I did, and it is amazing. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And the CD, too. So he sent me his book and a CD, and I get to read them, and, and then he wants to know what I think, and, and I'm just, like, tickled. I am absolutely tickled. Like, yeah. <laughs> sitting well, right good. sitting right in there in my media room next to my chair, and, uh, yeah. Yep. Great. Thank you so you. much for that. I love it. You're welcome. Good, good. Okay. Um, this is a poem. It's a new one. I actually wrote it to one of your prompts. Um, it's called This Only Happens in My Dreams. I watched her as she walked away. I was enamored by her sway. This beautiful lady of the night, surrounded by a glow of light. Her hair was ca- captured by the breeze. Her shoulders were a subtle tease. The stars, the moon, shone in her eyes. She must be an angel in disguise. In my mind is of the state that I must be, be at heaven's gate. My heart is beating like a drum. My God, where's this coming from? Each night I watch her walk away, and I'm enamored by her sway. This beautiful lady of the night, surrounded by a glow of light. And I wonder why it seems this only happens in my dreams. End poem. And that was to one of my prompts? Yes. Love it. <laughs> you guys do listen to me <laughs> once in a while. I'm so happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. All right, Melvin, great job. Hey, you didn't introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, my name is Melvin. Um, uh, I'm on Facebook under Melvin D. Johnson. And uh, on YouTube under Melvin D. Johnson or Melvin Mark Three. Very cool. And once again, thank you so much for sending me the book. I absolutely love it. And uh, just appreciate you, hon. And you. I will I will let you know when I'm done reading it for sure. Okay. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to the CD at all? Not yet. I have not done that yet. Okay. Let me know. I will, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Okay. And make sure you put you. the uh, – did you put the links for that on my page? Make sure you put the uh, links for that on read? my page. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I did. Okay, we'll do um, it again, this, just this in is... case. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Appreciate you. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code nine oh three. Nine oh three, you're on the air. Hi, how are you doing tonight? Hey, sweetheart, how are you? 
I'm doing great. I am Eric Shillman's friend that he told you about. So you are the brand new mystery caller. Welcome to the show, my dear. Well, thank you. I'm nervous and excited, and if you hear a child in the background, it's my three-year-old, and I apologize beforehand. Don't don't apologize. You know, we walk through lives as poets. We're messy people. You know, this isn't about perfection. We're all just hanging out and sharing and having fun together, and don't be nervous, and everything's good. Okay, great. I have, um, if we have time, I have two short poems I would like to read. Um, okay, the go first ahead. One is, the first one's titled, What About the Children? Where have all the men gone? Where are the fathers at? Where are the role models that teach a different way than being bangers in the street so you have food to eat when mom's not home? Where are the teachers at? The ones that take you by the hand to help you understand the problems that you can't solve that helped you mentally evolve from a boy to a man. Where did the government go? sitting on their shiny hill, banging their gavels, turning thoughts into laws, forcing you to follow, then taking your life away if you don't obey the rules they force upon you. Where are the preachers at? The ones that saw when you went wrong would guide you home to a place you are loved and wanted, telling you there's a better way that leads to brighter days than the one you see before you. Where did the family go? The ones that gathered at the table, teaching wrong and right, discussing your life, showing you how to be a parent by actions, not demands, wrapping you in their arms, guarding you from life's harms when the world tries to command you. Where are the communities at? The ones where neighbors cared and told your parents when you did bad that would stop you and send you home if they saw you doing wrong to protect you from the streets so you wouldn't perpetuate the crimes that keep you from your tomorrows. Why has society forgotten that we have to understand and use helping hands to raise the next generation out of poverty and depression? Why have we forgotten to ask the only question that matters in our lives? What about the children? That's the end of that one. You know, it was perfect. She came in right at, I could hear her, like she's playing with a little cup or something. Yeah. Is she? He's eating a sucker. Okay, yeah, I knew it, I knew it was something cup in the mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. She came in right at that last line, you know, and, and it, was, it was like you planned it. It was perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> Fantastic read, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. And then you have, she's, she's fine. We really can't hear her that well, so you're good, okay? Okay, okay. okay. The next one I wrote, I wrote, I actually wrote for him. He is um, biracial, and so the title of this one is Black or White. Am I black or am I white, and what does it mean? Am I the black half or the white half or something in between? Am I the slave of my father or the owner of my mother? Do I pray to the one God and bow down to the other? Am I the privileged majority or the oppressed minority? Am I accepted by society or beat down by authority? Blacks say I'm not black enough. Whites say I'm not white. Everyone stands against me. They all want to fight. People see the outside, never seeing who's within, leaving me to question, where do I fit in? Will society look past what's gleamed at first sight? Will they ever stop asking if I'm black or if I'm white? The end. (laughs) 
you know, it, that was an awesome piece. And I, I always like, I, you know, we were talking earlier on the show about how somebody can read something and it'll spark a thought, you know. And so I'm thinking, right. you know, what would I, if I had a biracial son, what would I tell him? You know, what what would be my message? Because, you know, it, it's my uh, my boyfriend is half Chinese. And mm-hmm. he grew up the same way, living in San Francisco. He grew up the same way. Uh, you know, he wasn't white enough. He wasn't Chinese enough. And, you know, I'm, I'm just white toast. So I, I, I have no experience with that, at, with that at all. But by right. listening to him, I'm really able to feel it on a more personal level than I would. And I think that's why, that's why pieces like this are really important. Because, you know, let's face it, if, if you're not that, you're not that. And you can sit there and say you understand, but you don't because you've never been through it. It's like someone, you know, saying, you know, someone in domestic violence is saying, oh, I know how you feel. No, you know, unless you've lived through it, you don't. But I was thinking, what would I tell my son? And so this is the line I came up with. Long story short, (laughs) this is the line I came up with. This is what I would tell my son. What am I? Which, you know, what am I? And I would tell him he's the best, best of both sides moving forward. Right. That's what you are. You're the best of both sides moving forward. And so, you know, it's kind of like passing the baton. You're our best, and you're moving forward, and you're going to help make the changes. If if you can hear him, let let me do this for a second. Hey, Clay. Okay. What color are you? Brown. Clay. Red. You are? Clay Beautiful. The color Beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah, that's, that is very sweet. That's what I try to tell them every day, you know, because this world's going to get hard on them, and I know it. And it's like, a color, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, let's hope that's, that. That's awesome. All right, so go ahead. Tell everyone who you are again, sweetheart, and tell them how they can find you. Hey, well, my name is Buffy Hobbs, and you can find me online on Facebook at um, Buffy's Words to Ponder, and that's Buffy with an I-E instead of a Y. Beautiful. All right, so my best to Clay, tell him that his accompaniment tonight was amazing, and it was absolutely wonderful to hear from you. I'm really glad that you came, and I hope that you come back and share some more with us, because I would love to get to know you and your work better. I will. I will. I appreciate Eric turning me on to you guys. This has been a great show, and I've enjoyed listening to all the poets and everything. It's been it's been a wonderful night. Well, we appreciate having you here. So thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you, and you have a blessed night. You too. Bye bye, hun. All right. So it looks like that is bringing us to the end of our show. And I said if we had time, I would, um, I would because it's the first show of the year, or of the month, and that prior agreement, I have to read one of my own pieces on the first show of every month because I got in trouble for never reading anything of mine, so this was our compromise. And I always talk about editing, okay? And I've had this, this, this poem is absolutely one of my favorite pieces that I've ever written. I wrote it for my sister, for that special secret place inside of our heads where we live and communicate with each other. You know, it's it's a very 
crazy connection. And I actually have a whole series of poems that I have written to her, with her, from her. Uh, and most of them are right up there in with my favorites. A lot of them I've not put out there, and they'll be uh, they'll be in the book that I've got coming out soon, hopefully, <laughs> called Devouring Stars. Um, but this one is it's called Birth of the Aurora. You know the Aurora Borealis. Um, it's kind of made what made me. I wrote the piece first, and then then I um, I thought that'd be a pretty appropriate title for it called Birth of the Aurora. But it's really fun. It's one of those times that I just sat down and and put pen to paper and just wrote, right? And so this was written maybe 11 or 12 years ago. I wrote this for her. And I just went in and changed it. And I'm going to, I need to write this down real quick or I'll forget and I'll explain you why. So I'm talking about editing. You know, no poem's ever done. You always go back and refine it and and touch it up and do this and that. Oh, who was that quote by? Oh, what was it? Robert Graves said, there's no such thing as good writing, only good rewriting. You know, so, you know, even after all this time, it being one of my favorite poems, I've, you know, had it on display places. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm still changing it. Anyway, it's called Birth of the Aurora. And so here's, here you go. This is from my sister, Leela. There's a place where arches frame the sky. They were ancient even then, the steps where we played amongst the rubble. Do you remember dancing with things we had no name for? Meet me there tonight. Let us meet there on top of the pillar, the one we would sit on, the highest place we could climb. Do you remember the way I blew stars in your hair? and kissed your cheeks pink? Do you remember how, when you laughed, it painted the sky? How it made the sound come alive? How it did glow and dance with your colors? So I wrote that for her. And forever, up until, actually up until today, the last line was how it did glow and laugh with your colors. And I'm looking at that today and I'm thinking, why would I use the word dance? Or why would I use the word laugh? I'm talking about the aurora borealis. And though the aurora borealis does make a sound, it's beautiful, it sings. Um, you know, when you think about it, you think about the dancing and moving in the colors. And so I changed it because it just, I think it anchored the thought more. You know, I'll probably go back next week and change it to laugh. But We'll see. Yeah, still playing with things. So that was a piece I wrote for my sister, Bertha the Aurora. That is my my mandatory read for the uh, for the month. <laughs> Yay, done. All right. So remember, if you uh, didn't catch the beginning of the show where we had our writing assignments, you can go back and listen to them in the archives and uh, actually first 15 minutes or so of any show and catch the writing assignments and things that we do. The uh, I'm not going to run through them all again, but the, the writing exercise I'm going to go through one more time just because it's so fun. Um, and just kind of do a, a brief on that if you weren't listening at the beginning of the show. So it's a writing exercise, and it's it's what it does is it kind of kicks out the crutches of your go-to things that you write about, your go-to 
statements or thoughts or imagery or ideas, you know, like the wind. I know I reference the wind a lot um, in my pieces. So it kind of takes you out of being able to use easy responses. And it'll make, like I said at the beginning, it'll make more sense when I, when I give you the assignment. So it's called Name That Emotion. And I want you to write about an emotion without ever using the name of that feeling itself or cinnamon or anything. So I said cinnamon again. Why do I do – I did that at the beginning of the show too. Don't use any cinnamon in this piece. Okay. I must be hungry. Um, you know, no, no telltale words. No, you know, you can't name the emotion in any way. And instead, I want you to – I mean, it's like, how do you describe sadness or happiness or anger? I want you to think about how you would describe it without ever saying the word like sadness. Describe it without ever saying sadness. Describe it without, you know, ever saying blue or, or you know, melancholy or, you know, lone, whatever. Don't, no, no emotion words, nothing that can describe or nothing that means sadness. How would you do it? You know, how, how does it feel? Uh, does it have a taste? You know, does it have a smell? What does it look like? How does it feel both, you know, physically and, and literally? You know, um, how would you describe how it feels? Does it have a doppelganger? Does it have, uh, you know, how could you use these in contrast with an image um, to convey the emotion that you're trying to do? But do this without ever naming the emotion without ever telling what the emotion is. And I'm going to use the example again because it's kind of describes it. This is a crap piece of writing that I did right before the show uh, because I, I was wondering how would you, when I wrote, how, you know, how do you explain sadness? I wrote, well, how would I explain sadness? So um, this is what I wrote to that. And it kind of gives you an example of what I'm talking about. You know, you can never use the word or the emotion itself. But so I wrote, um, it was how her lipstick smiled on the clean white rim of the coffee cup. It was how he leaned closer every time she laughed. It was how I could see my reflection in the window, already looking like a ghost. It was how the cold wind passed right through me, how even I could no longer see myself there. Yeah, so that was describing sadness without ever using the word sadness. So it's just kind of an idea. And then your two prompts, I'll give you those real quick. Uh, poetry prompt one, controlled and contorted, controlled and contorted. And the second one, that's my line borrowed from Philip Church was that spark ignited, that spark ignited. All right. So those were your prompts and everything for this week. I want to thank you guys all for being here, both listeners and readers. Uh, fantastic evening. Really fun. Seriously. Thank you. It was incredible. I'm going to close the show with a piece, um, a recorded piece, and this is going to be by, where is it, where is it, oh, that's not the one, my, my, my studio just, like, absolutely went away, all right, so we are going to close, <laughs> went away, and I don't know where it went, and I'm chasing it, like, a, like, down the rabbit hole, <laughs> and it's not working well. Um, this is Dakota DeWint, and it's called I Hope You Think of Me. And we will see you guys next week. I want to thank you all for being here. Good night, everybody.
wanted to be the one to show you the world. I wanted to take you to the Eiffel Tower in Paris or kiss you under a moonlit Rome. Like the things that would happen in the Colosseum, I wanted to rip you apart in the most poetic way. I wanted to go snorkeling in Aruba. I wanted to see the coral beneath our feet. Everywhere I wanted to be, I wanted to be there with you. I wanted it to be so that no matter what, every time you saw an airplane, you'd think of me. Or any time you'd see the moon reflect in someone else's eyes. Whenever you found yourself driving through a neighborhood full of mansions just to plan out your dream life, I hope you think of me. Because I remember waking up next to you and the way the sunlight would hit your face and the floating dust speckled around you. I just wanted to drown in your presence. You were like a beautiful still in a moving world. Time seemed to slow down whenever you were near me. If you've ever been in a car accident or a near-death experience, you know what I mean. It's a beautiful bliss where time stops and you're shown your life. All the bad choices that led you to this moment. In a weird way, you're kind of the reason I don't regret anything in life. I remember when we were upstairs and you told me that you wanted to die. You were beautiful in the saddest way. To let someone see who you really are and to be real for just once in your life. You put your mask down and looked at me with your heart through watery eyes. We could talk for hours about how many terrible things happen to good people. But one thing I learned from you is that even sunflowers don't last forever. They show up for a little bit as the seasons change to remind you that, hey, the world is beautiful sometimes. And then they go. Just like when we promised forever, I didn't think it'd come so soon. I prided myself on being able to make you smile when things would get bad. Of course, I was usually the reason they were bad, but I mean, it makes sense. And we didn't have to. Like a statue of our waxed hands fallen and morphed from aging. I remember you told me that you felt me slipping through your fingers. I laughed and said the only thing slipping through your fingers is mine. But you were right. The weight of the world pulled me right through. So whenever you feel sad, just look at your wrists. Every pissed off morning, you'd have to wake up before my parents caught you sleeping over. Every Slurpee I brought to your cosmetology school, and every time you'd sneak over and sleep instead of going to class. When you bleached my hair orange, when you ruined all of our pillows and you dyed your hair red. How we could watch Harry Potter and Twilight on repeat. When I ate a wheat chocolate bar and freaked out. Every time you'd storm out the front door and how funny it was that you ended up kissing me five minutes after. That time you slapped me, or like the first time I saw you walking towards me. Or how you were obsessed with taking pregnancy tests, or how we lost a little version of ourselves. Whenever you look at your wrists, I hope you think of me. And I hope you think of everything that we used to 